0: Hello, everyone. Jade here, your host with the Over Manga Cast. On this episode, we have a long overdue revisit with our favorite Forger family. Join us as we read Spy X Family, chapters 18 to 35. Now, bring on the floof!
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Over Manga Cast. My name is Sam, and we read more spy x family and as always at the top of the episode we talk about what our experience with the uh franchise that we read is uh this is another uh, revisit episode so uh i don't think much has changed for many of us other than uh we were wrong the anime is uh a thing that is going to happen and the trailer came out and it's really good i love anya's voice actor it's perfect gremlin energy <laughs> Jay, how about you?
0: Jay here. So, I can't be more pleased to have been wrong in my life. So much looking forward to the anime when it comes out. I hope that all of the mockiness is perfectly maintained and that we're able to further be immersed into the whole for, um Forger universe. Um yeah. So, all,
2: all of the great faces from this section we get to see in motion.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, great.
3: How about you, Matt? I have not read any more since we last picked up, so uh, everything we read for this section was uh, completely new to me. And, uh, yeah. And Jacob? Um, I I actually didn't get around to reading anything either. I've
2: mentioned a couple of times I'm a slow reader, so, like actually sitting down and getting to it for even things I'm really enthusiastic about tends to be a slow process for me, so... Mm -hmm. It was was good to have my feet to the fire so I could actually do the thing I wanted to
1: do instead of procrastinate about it forever. Well, Jake, I know that you definitely wanted to continue reading because uh, there's dogs. There's
2: dogs! <laughs> they get a big floofy cloud dog and I'm so happy!
1: Yes, the first uh, bit that we read for this episode is a uh, very uh, unfortunate terrorist plot being uh, foiled by the forgers. <laughs>
2: Good. Those terrorists are the evilest terrorists that have ever existed in the history of anything. I hate them. They deserve all the pain they got
1: and more. But we open oh. with uh, what a Westallist diplomat is coming to Berlin for uh, a summit of some variety. Mm-hmm. And uh, a bunch of radicalized college students have decided they are going to bomb this summit.
0: I do not endorse the action of these college students because no one should stoop as low as to use poor innocent puppies for their own gain.
1: Yeah, forget the terrorism. It's the fact that they're using (laughs) dogs
3: as uh, weapons. That's the real crime.
0: Yes. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
3: The conceit of this plan is that due to some military experimentation during the war, um, I believe it was the East or the... They use them interchangeably. I'm pretty sure it was the East that was doing the experiments. Yeah, yeah. Well, regardless, one of the sides um, did some experiments to create a hyper intelligent dog um, to which I believe they say it's revealed at some point in info dump that the um, experimentation or the, the project itself was considered unsuccessful. But regardless, the dogs that were bred in this are incredibly intelligent, which the, these radicalized college kids have found their way into the possession of these, um, ex-military dogs?
0: They do not deserve them.
3: (laughs) Of course not.
0: (laughs) The
2: sequence of events is, it was, uh, they were- they were doing tests on a bunch of different kinds of animals. And the ones that got focused on in this plot arc were the dogs. But there's like a monitor that's showing all the different animals they did stuff to. They were like messing with like dolphins and things. The war specifically ended before they made any meaningful strides. They were, you know, making progress, but they weren't getting anywhere quickly. And then the war ended. So a bunch of the
3: animals got onto the black market. And that's how the college students were able to get them. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So essentially, the college kids have a group of hyper intelligent dogs that they are going to use to go after with uh, essentially they're going to make suicide bomber these dogs to uh incite re-incite the war between east and west berlin um because they are under the idea that a war would be better because they're they're very strong radicalized nationalist Awesome. Mm-hmm. A war to return us to glory, because that's how that
1: works. The East yep. will rise right. again.
0: They might be going to war for all the wrong reasons. Because I'm just saying, if I see a bunch of hyper intelligent dogs having to sacrifice themselves for your cause, I'm sorry. I'm just again,
3: no cause is doing.
0: worth that. Yeah, no cause is worth that. The dog war.
3: Anyway, as we have set up the uh, premise of this situation. It- is that there is a group of radical nationalist terrorists with, uh, suicide bomber dogs, uh, because everything in Spy Family is lucky coincidences um, or probably unlucky <laughs> coincidences. Uh, Anya is currently getting the reward for receiving a stellar star, which is she gets her own dog. And I'm sure these yeah. plot lines won't uh, converge in a horrible mess up of fate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had a we had a very fun moment where the Forger family is going to a, a pet shop. Well, pet shop and air quotes. Yeah, pet shop and air quotes, because it's another front for Wise, the spy agent. Agency that Twilight works for. I
3: love how Wise gets progressively less secretive as we keep moving on because this <laughs> shop is Wise branded. And another section we read later, they just start branding things with their secret spy logo. Uh, <laughs>
1: Look, it's fine. The point is that uh, this was set up as a way to get a uh, highly trained and powerful guard animal for the Forger family. And so there are many very frightening looking doggos that Anya is not impressed with, though she does read their minds. And uh, the the, like jacked one looking like Spike out of uh, Tom and Jerry is just thinking me strong, me big, (laughs) which I thought was very funny.
2: They're all they're all good puppers in their own way, but they're not the doggo for Anya.
1: Yeah, big surprise. The small child isn't very pleased with the uh, with these dogs, and so she's like, I don't want any
3: of these doggies. is uh, currently afraid of big dogs because <laughs> she read um, Twilight's Mind last time about uh, what kind of dog she's It was Yor that
2: scared her because uh, Yor was thinking about the dogs that she has to interact with on a regular
1: basis.
3: Mm-hmm rip people apart and (laughs) And he's like oh no
1: (laughs) i don't want that so it is recommended that they go to a uh nearby adoption fair that just so happens to be going on which is like i i I guess it's basically a convention full of adoptable animals which does sound delightful admittedly
3: it's all animals too is the thing and like i love how even anya and yor both say it's kind of weird that uh lloyd didn't just tell us to come here this seems like a much better place than the alternative
2: unfortunately lloyd doesn't happen to be there at the moment because he gets a uh, secret signal from somebody uh hiding very conspicuously behind a doorway and he informs
1: the family that he has to go poop
0: yes it's an emergency i can't explain (laughs) i just
1: gotta poop right now he's like i'm I'm just having some gastrointestinal trouble i'll be back (laughs) and because he thinks this is gonna be a quick meeting no he's being driven across
3: town Mm -hmm. or he's just like my family is going to i have a serious problem i'm gonna be away for like six hours
1: (laughs) 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 and indeed he is it's great but yeah uh wise has caught wise to this uh terrorist plot as they have plucked up one of the radicalized students uh who isn't talking and so they pull some classic uh twilight looking like a nightcast with his disguise uh excellency trickery mission
2: impossible mask doing a little reverse interrogation Mm -hmm. uh
1: they have twilight disguise as uh who they believe to be the cell leader who uh appears to the prisoner to completely lose his spine, chicken out and say it was it was all him. He's the one who came up with the plan. Just don't hurt me, which shakes the prisoner's confidence in the plot enough to divulge details. I I guess it's a good thing that this uh, guy doesn't know his leader very well, because we learn later that this leader is hardcore. He is willing to murder a child. I don't think he would crumble this easy.
2: (laughs) No and twilight even points that out it's like it's a good thing this guy isn't particularly bright because i was guessing on literally every mannerism i did
1: if he mm-hmm. knew that guy any in in any personal degree this would not have worked and handler's just like it's fine it worked as this is going on we get a uh scene uh seemingly not involving any of our main characters as uh two guys are walking a pair of dogs one of which is incredibly large and floofy <laughs> He's a- and uh this dog uh seemingly uh at random runs to grab a child and like this is a large dog and this is a small child it is fully reasonable to think oh no something tragic is about to happen but no big doggo is averting tragedy because he pulls the child out of the way of a collapsing signboard that would have crushed him flat because dogs are are wonderful and flawless creatures and as correct as you are in that, Jacob, it is also because this dog can see the future.
0: <laughs> Ooh. He's super smart and super powerful and super floof. Yes. That, this, that last
1: one is the important part. This might just be the goodest boy in anything we've read so far for this <laughs> show. <laughs> He's definitely a contender. Mm-hmm. Continuing to be walked around by uh, who we learn are, the, are more parts of this radicalized cell. Uh, He wanders by a window, which happens to feature an Anya.
2: (laughs) You know, she's just doing her, you know, passive mind reading thing. And she reads in the mind of this dog, uh, the dog uh, seeing her entire family, including Lloyd, who is not there. And Anya realizes that uh, this dog is seeing the future. This dog has powers like me and it's adorable. Mm-hmm. and then and then she has to she realizes she can't just say to your mama uh this dog already knows us. i want this one who's being walked by a completely different person outside of the adoption center so <laughs> she sneaks off which
1: as anya is wont to do
2: Yor is looking for her and she like leaps into the rafters and is looking <laughs> down over
1: the entire uh <laughs> i can't see her anywhere
3: her entire mental gymnastics, she's going through this like, Oh no, Lloyd is going to kill me. This is really bad. Did she get eaten by a dog? Wait, no, that doesn't, they don't do that. Did she get kidnapped
1: by someone who's going to make her into a child bride?
2: I heard on the news that was a thing that was happening.
1: You know what? Fine. Just just go find her, Yor. I, I think uh, we're not at the discussion yet, but I think yours my favorite character for this segment <laughs> of reading that we did. <laughs> she is just consistently delightful.
2: We actually follow Anya. Uh, she's able to trail behind and uh, find the uh, apartment building and indeed the actual apartment where Big Fluffy Cloud Dog has gone to. And she overhears this most dastardly of
1: plots. To send the dogs in strapped with bombs to blow up the minister. And uh, obviously, this cannot stand. So just as she's about to go and find some way to alert an authority figure, hopefully, uh, she's caught by the terrorists. We meet Keith, the leader that Twilight was impersonating earlier. And um, true to what I said earlier, he's willing to murder a child, specifically this child. He just pulls out a knife like, she heard what we were saying, she can't be allowed to live. If you were wondering if
2: these people were supposed to be in any way redeemable or relatable, no! (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hands off our Anya!
1: Yeah, thankfully, Big Doggo is uh, a very good boy and unwilling to let this happen, and so (laughs) leaps to Anya's defense. At first, he uh, jumps in front of Anya, and then
2: all of the the terrorists with several weapons and the uh, the other dogs start uh, growling, and he goes to next to Anya instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I mean, fair. He's, He's like eighty five
0: percent floof. Yes, he wants to protect the peanut.
1: <laughs> Which honestly, why wouldn't you? Anya exactly. oh, yeah, is adorable. She she radiates
3: must-protect energy. <laughs> Speaking of radiating must-protect energy, uh, Yurgo's a little bit of uh, mama bear.
2: <laughs> the way they actually get away is Big Floofy Cloud Dog sees the future and knows that the phone is about to ring, which will distract everyone. And in that split second, while they're all turned to notice the phone, uh, he picks Anya up, Rosarana's back and uh runs out the door. And there is the most adorable of panels where at first Anya's very scared about everything that's going on, but then she realizes it's so exciting uh going this fast
1: on the on riding on this dog yeah. then she realizes that she is uh riding on a dog like four times her size and it is super cool <laughs> unfortunately doggo has bad sense of direction so even though she says we're going to the police we're gonna save the day he runs a circle through the block and gets caught by the terrorists again in and
2: out yeah it It's worth noting, this is a very intelligent dog. This is still a dog. He has no idea what's going
1: on. He is that uh, image of the dog in the lab coat going, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah, but
3: luckily, uh, as they have been caught and essentially are going to dispatch this child, uh, we get an amazing panel of your appearing from the Ether, like, fully <laughs> shadowed down, glaring white eyes of just, like, about to end this man's <laughs> life. <laughs>
2: panel. It's amazing.
1: There are so many panels in this of Yor and Twilight just being absolute monsters. You know, the the shot of looking up at their looming terrifying form. It's so good.
0: Well, I have a theory on this because we have to remember their motivation is to be able to protect children. Yor from a mm. young age. She raised her young younger brother and we have to remember that twilight's motivation for becoming a spy was so that no child has to see war and do suffer so and children experience are like
2: experience what he did
0: exactly so it's like children are a huge no-no for both of them
2: i just like the other thing i love about this and I, there's a there's another moment that i think is a funny parallel to this but yor has this like incredibly like totally serious badass moment in this comedy series where she just looks unbelievably cool. Now she's picked up um, Anya in her arms and is, like, striking a cool pose.
1: Anya is much too young to become your bride. <laughs> <laughs> you say like, it, Mommy. Like, like, lady, I'm a terrorist. I'm not a monster. <laughs> it's so uh, perfect. Uh, Cause, it's, <laughs> I do... I do love that yours, like introduction attack, when she leaps into the scene, pinballs one of the terrorists off of the alley walls and floor like five
3: times. Yep. This is not the most impressive thing she will do by the end of this story. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really want to point out. I think I mentioned this in the previous episode. The one thing I, I really was holding against the Spy Family is, um. Despite the fact they tell us yours an assassin, uh, the plot lines from the previous reading really didn't showcase that that much, except she got a few bonus episodes where she actually got to be an assassin. She feels like an assassin in the reading we did this time. <laughs> she feels
2: like a fucking Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> She's a force of nature.
1: <laughs> it's great. I love it.
2: Uh, Keith, the lead terrorist, wants mm-hmm. to sick one of the uh, dogs that's still loyal to the terrorists on, uh, on this Crazy lady who came out of nowhere, <laughs> and Yor just gives it a mama bear look that sends it running in terror.
1: Yeah, Yor pours all of her uh, all of her motes into her intimidate excellency right there. Because, Ken, they're just exults. I don't <laughs> care. <They're... laughs> we will see what Yor does later in this chap in this uh, arc that proves I'm right. <laughs> there is something supernatural about her the terrorist and dog flee before this uh, <laughs> horrifying woman. And yours like, well, I've got one ter- I've got uh, one kidnapper down. I'm going to call the police. And so she does. Uh, and Anya is, you know, just kind of chilling nearby with the doggo.
2: Yay, the day was saved.
1: Nothing else is going to happen, right? <laughs> and Doggo's like, ooh, I'm getting a future sight again. huh? that guy is gone. And the little girl and the lady are
3: real sad. Oh, something exploded. Oh, he's dead. Meanwhile, Anya's reading his mind going like, what? 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 (laughs) What? (laughs) It's actually pretty harrowing
1: because it's shots of like... You're and Anya crying, and you know Twilight's mangled corpse crushed yeah, they, under a fallen building.
2: They they show they show uh, Twilight's body after getting exploded. It's you know you're invested in the characters, you care about them. It really hurts to see that.
0: Mm-hmm. We've come so far for it to end this way. I mean, I know I know I'm being
2: emotionally manipulated by you, manga, but I don't care. You've got me. <laughs>
3: Also, also, um, mm-hmm. before we get too far away from it, I like when Yor calls the police, the little side panel of her on the phone yes. with the police, that's where there's like, oh, I found this knocked out kidnapper. How, how do I know this? Oh, I'm just a housewife. I'm going <laughs> to leave now. Please arrest him. And then hangs up and I'm like, oh, that's not. <laughs> yes,
0: I am just a simple housewife. Yes.
3: I'm going to leave now. Please come and arrest him. <laughs>
1: I mean they do ultimately catch him to be fair, but uh
3: <laughs> She she's not exactly subtle. I like the the little side thing they don't spend a lot of time directly addressing, but when we uh cut back to um Twilight at his uh headquarters of Spy and someone comes in and is like, we just got a report from a random housewife that the the um <laughs> the terrorist What one of the terrorists has been found and i'm like oh okay (laughs) clearly her lie worked i guess
1: and twilight's like oh oh, nice serendipity (laughs) let's use this but um yeah uh anya of course can't explain to Yor why she knows papa's about to die so uh in order to explain why she is riding off on this giant dog to go save papa she says papa's been crapping a long time he doesn't have any toilet paper
0: here we all need nothing can be more more jarring than having that nightmare where you're in a stall and there's no toilet paper
3: no gp i mean if you've been pooping for six hours you probably need some toilet paper no matter what's going on there <laughs> <laughs> you need all the help you can get i like uh i think this is where your starts thinking like oh no he's been in the bathroom for six hours was it because i made breakfast <laughs>
2: probably maybe, being okay. a plot point <laughs>
1: i'll mention this in greater detail later but i do love how like this one-off it seems like a random lie that twilight came up with and became a gag is actually a plot point that prompts uh character development for Yor. so anya's riding off to victory uh to go save papa the vision from the dog even showed the clock tower she knows what time it's going to happen she doesn't know how to tell time because she's an <laughs> <Yeah>. idiot <laughs> <laughs> I love Anya, but she's an idiot. <laughs>
2: she is small beeb. She does not know how the clock works. She is a first
3: <laughs> grader, so that is... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a factor, that's yeah. She should have... At her well, pre- see, I, fancy prep school, that is probably something she should have learned already, but...
2: <laughs> see, there it, it's a combination of things. She's very young. She very well might be younger than she claimed to be. We don't know, and, and honestly... You know, I... I wouldn't be surprised if she was the age she said she was, but she very easily could have been lying because she knew that's what Twilight wanted to hear. And then on top of that, until recently, she's made a point of not learning things because she can just read people's minds. Mm-hmm. So she is, she is kind of a willing idiot in a lot of cases. She probably
1: didn't learn how to tell time because of that. So she asks a random passerby, <laughs> discovers that she has 30 minutes. Is that a long time? uh anyway we gotta go save papa
0: oh my gosh 30 <laughs> minutes a long time
1: i don't know she she finds out her time limit she doesn't know what it means
3: <laughs> it's one episode of bond man anya
0: <laughs> that i get yeah. all right
3: <laughs> see she'd act that would actually probably work
1: <laughs> with the commercials with the commercials Okay, that's slightly better. While this is happening, uh, a whole bunch of the terrorists have been rounded up. Again, thanks to Anya and yours. Amazing work. And uh, we get a pretty freaking great moment from the handler. Oh, yeah. I love this. Easily, easily second favorite character. She is just really cool this is a a happy
2: funny wholesome comedy series but uh boy it has teeth when it wants to her interrogation method is to kick someone's teeth out and then uh say to the next guy when they say that won't work basically uh did your uh, university not teach you what war is like and then like went through a list of all of the things that i can only assume
1: that uh she and twilight went through over the course of the previous war have you ever been killed before What? Obviously not. I'm still here. Have you ever killed someone before? Have you ever been in a bombing? Have you ever heard bones break? or Limbs being torn off? Have you seen a friend die? Have you seen other friends take their own lives because they couldn't handle it? Have you seen more? I thought your university would teach you better as she holds a gun to one of their heads. It's a censored version, by the way, because it gets pretty graphic to great effect. Uh-huh. It is chilling. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> these these kids give up a whole bunch of information. And now uh, Keith- Basically, the only is,
2: one they can't catch is Keith because he's
1: not following the plan because he's the leader making it up. Keith, upon realizing that they've been had, Uh, Reg's the last safe room to explode, which is the explosion that is going to kill Lloyd, according to the future sight dog. Uh, Thankfully, Anya arrives just in time, sneaks in through a window. Uh, She's smart enough to put on gloves, so she doesn't leave fingerprints, whatever those are. (laughs) And she goes to disarm the bomb and goes, wait a minute, this isn't like the cartoons. Where's the red wire and the
3: blue wire? They're all black. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Like if you were actually making a bomb, you wouldn't want it to be easy to disarm. Um.
2: <laughs> I feel so bad for Anya because there are so many great Anya faces that are like the exaggerate, like the <laughs> like like that stuff is yeah. spectacular but one thing they did really well in in the this moment with uh, anya trying to uh diffuse the bomb on the door the genuine desperation on her face because this is really serious i felt so bad for anya you would have no reason to know how to do this don't feel bad mm-hmm. you're doing so well right now
1: thankfully she improvises she leaves a message written in is that blood no it's ketchup (laughs) (laughs) she draws a bomb on the door in ketchup (laughs) which uh it's interpreted as no eggplant uh thankfully this actually does prompt twilight to be like wait a minute there could be something and he like uh the room that is rigged to explode is uh like uh perpendicular no not perpendicular it's uh
2: there's a there's a window off
1: to the side that he can use a reflective surface to look at the door from the inside he's like oh that is rigged to explode we all would have died if we tried to open that whoever left that message just saved our lives uh we're gonna crawl through the window now and
3: uh be the professionals undoing the bomb." love uh how twilight is like selectively stupid in this single moment because he's like someone gave us a warning well let's not think who that could possibly be Uh, (laughs) he just kind of accepts the help
1: he really does just let that slide he's like "Ah, uh some uh some person listened to their better angels maybe it was one of the terrorists who's who failed art class (laughs)
0: come on the ketchup that's like that's like textbook little kid stuff
2: Uh yeah in the moment he's like i don't have time to think about this we're gonna you know solve this problem and then move on but he does seem to forget that that happened afterward which is interesting
1: (laughs) yeah our boy holds the idiot ball for a brief moment It had to happen to him eventually. (laughs) I mean, it is a comedy series, so. It is in this moment that the vision of the dog uh, changes back to reflect uh, Lloyd being in the future. And Anya's very happy about this because we saved Papa! Now we need to deal with the rest of the terrorists. Oh boy. Oh, yay.
2: Saved Papa and world peace because part of what Anya saw in Big Floofy Cloud Dog's future vision was that um, this happening would have indeed resulted in war. Mm-hmm. So, Anya saved the world because
1: she's awesome like that. Yes, with the with the power of dog, she saved the world. <laughs> I love the series so much. It is pretty great. But yeah, uh, Twilight decides to use impenetrable disguise once more and uh, becomes the very minister that the terrorists are targeting, (laughs) taking the man's clothes in the pro in the process. (laughs) He's very angry about this. (laughs) He's left there in his underwear, calling Handler like, who the hell do you people think you are? The ones saving your life, sir. Okay, whatever. Fine, fine. You may leave at any time, but please put on some clothes first. It would be a great blow to national dignity otherwise. (laughs) Twilight, you know, pretending to be the minister, actually walks right by Yuri, which I hadn't noticed in the moment because I was uh, too busy appreciating the deception on Twilight's part. But yeah, he walks right by Yuri, who is part of this security detail, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: he's supposed to be one of the people who's on the east side guarding this
1: uh, western uh, diplomat. diplomat. And uh, a great car chase ensues as uh, Twilight specifically had to go full Arnold with give me your clothes off of the diplomat because uh, he knew they were using dogs. So he needed something with the diplomat's scent. The diplomat does ask the very reasonable question of,
3: but why did you need my clothes? <laughs> Taken off of my body. <laughs> They're Smells. using the di- love. Yep. Smells. I love how. I love how these dogs are so hyper intelligent. They can track smells from the passenger seat of a car. That's my favorite. (laughs) Uh
0: (laughs) That's a good (laughs) trick. I I forget like how much they did study on um, how dogs perceive smell, and I believe like a significant portion of their brain already processes smells. So it Mm -hmm. makes sense why you would capitalize off
1: of that as a form of intelligence. That is true. It's through glass on a highway. Yeah, when there's exhaust creating that smell and they're very smart dogs. Twilight still smells like Twilight under the clothes. Look, Uh, look, the dog, the dog smelling
2: the diplomat's clothes on Twilight and being able to follow him on a highway in a car with that is not the most unreasonable feat of supernatural ability. Before the end of this arc, we'll get to that.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. We'll get to your the greatest (laughs) fight in this comic, your versus car.
0: Your versus anything is the best fight ever. She just she just runs. She just runs it.
1: Your versus tennis ball is also a very good one. But uh, that is a good one. (laughs) (laughs) We'll We'll get get there. there. (laughs)
2: Basically, we have
1: exciting chase scene go. Uh, My favorite panel in this little sequence is when Keith drives up next to what he thinks is just some 60 year old politician uh, who and twilight immediately pulls gun <laughs> <laughs> as you do as yep. you do.
2: And, uh, eventually, uh, uh twilight stops the car gets gets out and and uh tries to escape from the dog on foot and the guy's like what an idiot he thinks he can outrun a dog on foot and then he parkours over a wall
0: <laughs> Who
2: is this
1: guy
0: well i mean remember he's supposed, he's supposed to be looks 60. Like an old man yeah he's an old man he's like what the hell <laughs>
2: And then you get to uh, the other side of the wall. And uh, of course, uh, Twilight does the impossible feat of
3: marksmanship, uh, the strap of the bomb off of the dog to uh, save the dog. How they um, frame that scene, though, it's uh, the chapter ends with Twilight pointing his gun directly at the dog who's launching at it. So I'm like, I know you didn't choose this life, but right now we're on opposite sides. And clock and like cocks the gun. And then, end of chapter, next chapter, he shoots the bomb (laughs) vest off the dog. It really does look like he's about to cap this dog.
2: I kind of knew they were going to go that route because, as I mentioned last time, Twilight is the character they have to be most careful about uh, maintaining audience sympathy for. And if he shoots
3: a dog dead, even under these circumstances,
2: that's not
3: great. (laughs) In all fairness, Yeah. The dog he would be shooting dead is a very vicious-looking German Shepherd, which is probably, like, the minimum amount of sympathy you can get for audiences like mm-hmm. dogs. Probably only a Doberman or, like, a Pitbull would get even less sympathy, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, it, it's still it's still in that arena. And even more so, the fact that Twilight does do the impossible feat of marksmanship shoot the, the strap off the dog increases the sympathy rather than threatens decreasing it, so... It's one of those ones where you kind of know that the moment is coming, but it doesn't really
1: diminish it at all. He
3: also does duck that dog into some garbage.
1: So he takes the bite on the arm and then cans the dog right into the
3: dumpster. (laughs) There is a level of like, you did bite me, so (laughs) yeah, no, it's back at you in the most minor way possible. (laughs) Yeah, I am subduing.
2: I am subduing
1: the thing attacking me. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, and it also lets him you know seal the dumpster so and it's like we'll come back for you later (laughs) he uh yeets
2: the uh the bomb into the nearby river uh which uh goes off to keith's great and utter confusion and then we get uh twilight's uh badass scene because by this point he had uh taken his mission impossible mask off so he's he's just silhouetted with shining eyes in this in the mist from the explosion
1: (laughs) okay dear listeners I know I make my, you know, exalted jokes every episode. This is an actual power that exalts have. Specifically, nightcast solars, when they are at their coolest, you can see their silhouette, but their glowing anime powers make it that you can't see any details of their face. This is literally the nightcast anima.
0: I understood some of those words. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> i i just i i i love it so much
2: i i love the i love the contrast between Yor gets a badass moment and then it's it's hilariously deflated by uh her complete misunderstanding of the situation whereas uh twilight gets uh, a badass moment but he actually gets to keep it
0: <laughs> patriarchy
1: <laughs> Yor gets plenty of badass moments later on as well and and, twi- and twilight gets a little bodied at times too it's great that's,
2: that's the whole thing about it twilight twilight needs to be more sympathetic because he's the one that's who is the most keeping the family from being a genuine family because he yeah. still has that sort of spy persona so letting him keep his badass moment is a good trade for uh for yeah. your being a little bit goofy Plus, it makes you even more endearing. I
0: can't wait until finally they have the big reveal and they're just like, wait, we were the perfect found family in the first place. If we were just open and honest with each other, cool.
1: (laughs) And yeah, and everybody will be like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not everybody. (laughs) Well, we'll get to that. (laughs) We'll get to Yuri. Uh, And and, we'll Yuri uh, and others. mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my God. And we'll also get to her. Uh, But. Uh, Keith flees and uh, Twilight is like, you idiot. I reported your plates to Wise who have leaked it to the police and your car is severely damaged. You couldn't be more conspicuous if you tried. The police will pick you up and you'll be uh, taken into custody and all this will be handled. The police do not take him into custody because (laughs) your does. (laughs) That's even worse. He is driving down the road at high speed uh, going, I'll get you next time, Gadget. And... (laughs) He's actively speeding. Yes. Uh-huh. Yor recognizes him through a windshield while on a bridge. And is like, that's that asshole. <laughs> she leaps off the bridge and she's become, you know, informed of the terrorist plot. So she has uh, correctly switched from uh, kidnapping child bride enthusiast to kidnapping enthusiast,
0: terrorist. Enthusiast, excuse me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and so... Uh, your leaps off of the bridge lands in front of the car. Keith is like, "Get out of the way, you stupid idiot!" And she roundhouse kicks the car so hard he hits a telephone pole. He I'm to pretty go sure
0: that's not covered by insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: just... I'm pretty sure being kicked by a superwoman doesn't cover anything. <laughs> we God we're just York has <laughs> superpowers now, right? Like. Yes. 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 That is blatantly supernatural. <laughs> this isn't, oh, she's just really skilled or, oh, she's been doing, you know, this violent <laughs> she stuff She knows the life. pressure
3: points of a car, apparently. Yes. Yor has, your has, your has just uh, awakened the aspect of an assassin. So anything that could possibly be in an assassin's domain, she is amazing at it. It's kind of why everything she cooks turns to poison. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: That would explain uh, some things. So, terrorists foiled. The the two forger women are very happy that they were key in uh foiling the
3: terrorist plot, and no one will ever know. Your, and Jorlitz so calls the police, going like, hey, I noticed a car accident. I think this guy's a terrorist. Come arrest him. I'm just a housewife. <laughs> <hangs up. laughs> yes. Them and it works again.
0: they've been seeing all this action.
1: <laughs> Seriously. Uh, And so yours, like, I help foil a terrorist plot and no one will ever know. And like, she's just delighting in the irony. And Anya's like, I saved Papa and the world and no one will ever know. And Twilight's like, I'm so tired.
0: All (laughs) this booping that I'll have to tell my family. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: And dog go wolf. (laughs) He go
3: wharf. He does go wharf.
2: I love how it would be so easy for Wise to just call him on his phone and say, Hey, say that there's a medical emergency or like there's a mental health emergency at the hospital. I they know. could just do
0: that. It would be so easy they don't cell and you have hours. Oh, no, they don't have
3: cell phones. But they could right. do
0: but you could tap like you could tap like um, a payphone or something. Mm-hmm. And then that have that ring.
3: So a payphone rings randomly. Oh, it's the hospital. I need to leave. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alternatively, you tell your family you're pooping for six hours. I, they'll I mean, never like, notice.
3: Well, what's
0: more like, rational here? Oh, there's an emergency at work. I better take care of this, honey. To have a great day. Or I just need nice. to poop. Four and a half hours nice. later. Hemorrhoids.
3: <laughs> Tw- Twilight is a master of human interaction. So he spends... Most of his time with Anya and Yor. Him knowing that I'm going to be pooping for six hours is a lie that would work on his wife and child is 100% in his wheelhouse. That is fair. Also you know very
2: what? sad. You're right. You're right. <laughs> that is a fair point.
0: <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'm just going to be pooping. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Was it the breakfast I made? As long as you're not cheating on <laughs> other women.
3: As long as you're that not playing, playing tennis, tennis with some thoughts. That makes me irrationally <laughs> angry compared to playing pooping for six hours. That's not how you say that sentence. I'm not well, myself. everyone
0: knows that going off to poop is not nearly as sexy as tennis.
3: Going off to poop is like going He's playing. to war. And it's going tennis to end all but... war.
2: I am so glad I'm a hermit. We end with the everyone converging, and uh, Anya demands Big Floofy Cloud Dog is the is the dog she picks, and she threatens not to go to school anymore if uh, they can't We're
0: keep ruining him. Ruining the entire plan. So obviously, um, Lloyd's boss boss and AD. Do we yeah. ever find her name? I and think it's Sylvia
1: her, because
0: her his handler. Having children, having children herself sympathizes with poor Anya and mm-hmm. says, you know what, we should let her have the dog. You know, with dogs, we're not going to get too much information out of them. It's fine." OK,
1: so uh, I'm pretty sure Handler's name is Sylvia, if I'm remembering correctly, because the uh, the diplomat calls her by that name when he calls to rage about Twilight taking his clothes Mm. Uh, and and also, she said that she had a daughter that age once.
0: Yeah. Whether or not that's true, do we know if that's true? We,
1: we don't know if that's true. Whether or not that's Anya. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't her know. demeanor,
0: her demeanor in the whole situation is just like it's okay. Kids are kids are like this. It's going to be fine. We know that our investigators are going to have their hands full with all these dogs, and we probably won't get that much information out of the dogs themselves. It'll be fine. You can. Pick up floof
3: tomorrow. Look, you know, during the war, East Berlin was doing a whole bunch of weird human experiments. I signed up for one to see if I could have psychic children. But then the war ended and I had to give up that baby. (laughs)
2: I'm
3: calling it. That's what the plan is.
4: (laughs) Oh my God. I
2: I believe it. I'm not going to lie. I was expecting a reveal that like the lab that was messing with the dogs was the same lab that was messing
3: with Anya. That didn't happen, but it still might (laughs)
0: it's like all the same lab.
3: Yeah, we also know East Berlin, their whole thing is they did a lot of like super science experiments. Uh a lot of them are apparently very unethical because it gets brought up repeatedly that if any of the um test results from the experiments they did during the war got out, that might cause a civil war g- or uh that another might reignite the war.
2: <laughs> it might start the war
3: again or be a civil war or something bad.
0: And there's so many parallels to actual real life events.
3: Yeah, East east and West Berlin are not uh, are not saints in their little conflict. Uh,
0: Of course not. uh But all it makes me think of is chocolate whenever you say Berlin. (laughs) I think of lint chocolate, Okay.
1: (laughs) We do have a very adorable scene where uh, the vision the dog had is seeing the forger family comes true. I love this scene so much
2: Mm -hmm. because Anya is reading Big Floofy Cloud Dog's mind and is seeing uh, they're they're all beckoning him into the living room. And he's very scared because the last time he went where people told him to, we see what happened to the
1: poor baby. Is it is it um, a horrible scientific tortures?
3: Is it a Twilight or is it um, Sylvia who has the conversation with Anya? That's like, hey, He's had a really rough life. If you're going to adopt him, you need to make sure he gets lots of love and attention and feels safe.
1: It was it was so uh, it was uh, Sylvia that. Said yeah, yeah. I
2: think they, and... they they both they both say something like that because um I think Sylvia says it when they're when they initially agree. It's like let's take him. We're gonna take him overnight. We're gonna make sure that he's healthy and that you know he's not got anything on him that could be bad for you. And then we'll return him in the morning. And then um, during this scene, I think Twilight repeat something similar
0: because well maybe twilight might not be aware of the full extent but it at least sees you know what the um, german shepherd dogs were trained to do and what mm-hmm. yeah he's like they've been through some stuff so just know that they're gonna have to be love bombed for several days forever so,
3: yes also twilight, forever. twilight is at least un- now under the guise of a psychologist so he definitely is also aware of hey maybe we don't immediately put a dog who might have serious ptsd in the hands of a child that might not be <laughs> uh-huh. great <laughs> that might be problems
0: i mean i also feel like in his spy training though that twilight would have to take some psychology exam i mean he's literally and this is we'll talk about this later is a honey trap that is his job
3: i <laughs> 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 yes, he is a very attractive man who knows um, human uh, s- human psychology human very, very well. That, yes. that is his uh, expertise. And also, literally anything he tries for five minutes then also becomes his expertise. Because he's a spy movie spy. Tennis, well, dear listeners. He, that's why he gets so upset with Anya. He's just like, if I try and study anything for five minutes, I'm instantly an expert at it. Why are you so inadequate? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Aw i want a tiny child
1: ideally one that can already read and write uh well you know <laughs> but anyway we need a name for this dog what's the dog's name dog
4: Genius. No. His,
1: his name is dog woof <laughs> woof dog woof woof i will
2: admit i was partial to peanut i would have i would have been delighted if it if the name that was ultimately picked was peanut yeah.
0: Um, also, randomly, I don't know if it was just me, but like, I also grew up with a lot of friends and family friends who named their, they got around this whole naming fiasco. They would name their dog D-O-G, like spelled out like that. That's its name. I mean, D-O-G. I
3: mean, I mean, my first cat was named Meow. So.
0: <laughs> that
3: could work. I'm but, just saying. Well, regardless, Anya needs yeah. to have a good name for her dog because uh she she's also on board with operation strix and despite the fact she kind of wanted a dog she mostly wanted a dog because uh damian damien. damien
0: of course his name damien. is Damien he's like that yeah. evil devil child
3: yeah i, I don't know why <laughs> i thought it'd be more creative than the obvious but uh so <laughs> yeah uh, uh damien uh wants to have he has a dog that he really likes and he has a cool name for his dog And I love the scene where she's like, I've got a dog. And his um, his two little lackeys start making fun of her. And he's just like, you've got a dog. What's your dog's name? And Anya just goes, dog. And he's like, you really shouldn't own animals. And then walks (laughs) away. You are unfit to own a pet. (laughs) Damien, like, to his credit,
1: he tried. He's like, huh, an actual point of commonality between us. I don't want to have a mortal enemy, I guess. So let's see if I can go somewhere. No, okay. She's
3: just stupid. Okay. <laughs> got All it. Right, moving on. Turns yeah. on heel. Da- Damien doesn't want to have a mortal enemy, but I guess Damien's uh, struggling with some internal feelings, if we remember last reading.
0: Oh, yeah. He's got that the, was pretty spicy. Uh, got the the end.
3: Dokey dokey. Yes.
0: He's
3: got the doki-doki. He's got the doki-dokies.
2: <laughs> what is this beating in my it chest? Is, it is It is uh, subdued in this reading section, but it's still definitely there. Yeah.
0: Yes. Another thing that randomly popped in my head, it's really interesting how Anya seems to struggle with creativity. This girl is very known, is very much immersed in her own creativity and the way she imagines her reality.
3: That tracks with Anya, though, because she doesn't really think for herself Is the problem because she can just read people's minds. she, She doesn't need her own thoughts. Like, she watches cartoons all the time and she just learns everything from them. And, like, she just... Says what other people are thinking. Yeah.
2: That's that's why I really I get really excited when Anya shows uh an effort to uh uh train herself because she would be completely invincible if she just cultivated her mind with her powers.
3: <laughs> well not completely I'm rooting enough. for you,
2: Anya.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll learn uh more about that coming up later. But uh in, in an attempt to inspire uh Creativity, you know. We creativity. go to the park. Dog park. Dog Park dog park and uh, anya's just running around going dog park dog park and uh, big dog is just sitting there she's like it's a dog park not an anya park come run
3: <laughs> you're supposed to be the one having fun seems to try and so, play fetch to uh no avail as she has to go get her she, shoe
1: i love that panel she's like we're gonna play fetch go get it and the, the little like uh is just like her shoe <laughs> <laughs> she has to
3: hop back to go get her other shoe
0: <laughs> well i mean can we honestly consider the fact that maybe um this dog has not been trained to fetch or any other dog typical dog pet tasks that other dogs would oh, have course. been exposed to yeah. so he's like he's literally also... like why would you throw your shoe what the hell is going on
3: he's also probably oh he's probably an older dog on all honesty it looks like especially if they were trained from the war so like he's probably also at the point where he's like it seems like effort <laughs> I yeah don't know. No. this seems beneath me wait a second he's
2: probably around anya's age hmm. that kind of helps the uh it was all the same lab theory doesn't it are you saying uh, that the dog is also sylvia's son <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes no they're siblings now <laughs>
2: No, <laughs> anyway, what actually happens is uh Anya <laughs> drops her gloves, and uh a scary looking pit bull grabs them and uh does not want to give them back, so uh, big fluffy cloud dog goes over and is like three times this pit bull size. <laughs>
1: It's just like, these belong to my tiny human. You will give them here. (laughs) Just looming. Very lorg. He returns the uh, gloves to Anya. She decides on uh, the name she wants to give him. Mm -hmm. Because this is very reminiscent of a scene in her favorite cartoon. So in honor of Bond Man, the dog is named Bond given a very spiffy little bow tie collar.
3: Can we uh can we just point out that um as far as like creative names go, Bond is no more creative than Peanut because she just named it after the other thing she likes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: She is tiny child. I think it's cute.
3: It is when they're like trying to
1: come up with a name for the dog. Twilight, of course, immediately launches into. So I read the files on this and dogs like plosive noises. And and, and, like he launches into this whole uh, linguistics thing. And you're mishearing him says dogs like explosives. And she has a little daydream of I'm going to kill this uh, target. What should I use? Knives? Guns? C4? You always say C4. (laughs) (laughs) And
3: and she's consulting Bond. (laughs) It's like, hold, hold on, Yor. Don't go all sun on Sam on me. Like, uh, <laughs> stop, stop letting dogs tell you to murder people.
2: <laughs> As if she needs the encouragement.
3: I think you should kill everyone, Yor. <laughs> <laughs> They're all making fun of you. Yeah. They're traitors to the country, Yor. You'd get lots of money for your family. Uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do we sound more and more like Goofy as we're doing these voices?
2: Yeah, let's, let's, talk, about, let's talk about your instead. Let's talk about your instead. She is precious in this <laughs> next
1: bit. Oh my god, I love this. I love this so much. Uh, we we get another one of those bits if it's like is the is the facade going to be torn away? Yoris coming home late at night, tired and with cuts on her hands. Can can this be? Is Twilight finally going to figure out that she's an assassin? Uh, no, Yoris learning to cook. And it is it is a physically painful
3: experience for all parties involved.
0: <laughs> oh yes,
2: I love the <laughs> little seems bit
3: of um, running um, trend. Yeah, I love the bit with uh. Twilight on the couch and as yours coming through the door, he's just like, hmm, she is sure is getting home late. You know, if I were playing this part right, the wife coming home this late with no explanation would be suspicious. But I'm a spy, so probably digging too deep into her personal life probably isn't a good idea. (laughs) That's as far as she goes with it
0: i'm just saying even if you are a spy you still should be like what if she's gonna break the entire family unit apart with this extramarital affair going on which would blow your both of your covers well so i'm just like
2: there's actually something very specific that results in him not pursuing it because the thing he thinks is we both agreed to a fake marriage if she's seeing someone on the, on the side then i shouldn't get in the way of that because you know, again, from Lloyd's perspective, they're not really a couple.
0: But the concern <laughs> is we live in a time where literally caddy housewives turn yeah, in other housewives. Get dragged away by
2: the secret police.
0: For stupid reasons all the time. So, I mean, if she does maintain an extramarital relationship, all it takes is like, wait, you're not doing anything to break this up. Is your entire marriage a sham? Am I mm-hmm. going to have to report you? What's wrong with it? You're not acting like a normal husband. What's going on? So, I mean, it goes back to this is the situation in which they're operating in, whether or not, you know, he doesn't see any problem with it. You know, she has her own life. This is a fake marriage, whatever. And I mean,
2: like, to some extent, one of the things I like about that, though, because like that is a legitimate concern and like not to, you know, not to defend Twilight and saying he's being smart about this. But one thing I kind of like is um, in a sense that he is showing concern for yours, personal feelings. That isn't a spy thing to do. He should want mm. to know everything, but he, you know, he cares about her. He likes her as a person and he wants to, you know, respect her happiness. He's showing that he does care about you all the same. He wants her to be happy uh, and he's not thinking entirely clearly, which is a very subtle moment of, you know, bringing them that much closer together.
1: Getting back to the to the plot, though, <laughs> one of mm. my favorite like bit when it's like, is, is this more of the murdering business that yours in? Uh, is she's, you know, out one night, she goes to a store, she- Wait, uh, so did, are you pool. saying
0: that he is caught on with the fact, the exact nature of her job?
1: I, I'm saying that's what the comic wants us to think. Uh, uh, so yours walking down the street, she's got a paper bag, and it's leaking something dark red. <laughs> and she goes to a house, and it's her <laughs> bitchy co-worker, and it's like, you're here, I suppose it's time. You You idiot, you crushed the tomatoes! (laughs) Ah! And then you get
2: the adorable shock face of Yor that we get a lot over the course of this reading (laughs)
1: section that I love. Yeah, Yor's learning how to cook so she doesn't uh, doesn't murder her husband and child every time she does. she 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 is
2: literally doing that like what spurred this on was she was concerned about the fact that the last time she made breakfast for everybody lloyd was in the bathroom for six
1: hours (laughs) it's a plot point that's what i was talking about this one-off gag becomes a plot point that drives character development it's so good
3: (laughs) my my favorite part is um after we've got this established every time we see your cooking uh, there's always at least a like side scene at the very least of um twilight specifically avoiding eating the food which anya also does
2: (laughs) (laughs) i they do they do a whole cooking montage there's all the classics of like why is that fish skeleton in the soup my personal favorite is why is there so much blood on these potatoes
1: (laughs) I don't know how to properly wield this weapon. What do you mean, weapon? It's a potato peeler, Yor. What is wrong oh, with I you? Oh no, don't worry. I'm much better with a knife. You're shaving that meat to hair thick. You're you're destroying the cutting
3: board. My favorite part but, uh... is, is um the the co-worker's boyfriend. Or mm-hmm. yeah, he's the boyfriend, right? Because there's a whole big he thing is... about Yor got married before her.
2: Yeah, yeah, he is I, yeah. the boyfriend. I thought they broke up earlier on, so it might be ex-boyfriend, or they may have gotten together back together. But she it doesn't matter. He broke up
0: after he real after he realized how crazy she is. She's still
3: crazy. They got back together, by the way. Yeah, they probably but, got back um, together. Oh god. My my favorite part is, is uh, because this is like the second or third time she's helped her cook. Um, he comes back and he's just like, I I don't want to help you again. I, I don't know how we're going to taste what you uh, make. And the boyfriend's was like, oh, no, don't worry. I found a guinea pig. What? And then Yuri comes to the door. <laughs> my beloved sister. So and my, Yuri's whole entire section is whenever your gives I made. He Sock eats himself up, into loving the my, taste
1: of food poisoning. My is- fave down food. And he's like, uh it's so. Delicious childhood memories the nostalgia. I'm breaking out in a cold sweat thinking about it. I could almost see mother she's beckoning me into the light <laughs> I love that, joke. that slayed me And the boyfriend's like Yuri put down that food.
3: That's not a good meatball <laughs> Flashbacks. It's too spicy.
0: And then we realized we were lucky that Yuri made it to adulthood <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, the flashbacks of his childhood, of him just as a kid vomiting up the food his sisters made for him.
0: I'm just uh, saying, was he uh, able to get any other food from, like, from anywhere else? Because he might have, like, starved.
3: Well, what your, your uh, what your said is her whole thing was, well, he's a growing boy, so I maximized the amount of nutrients he was getting. So I think what happened was the tiny, tiny amount he could keep down was probably a day's worth of nutrients because what she was probably doing was putting way too much in. <laughs> I think I forget if it's the flavor. boyfriend or the coworker, but one of them is uh
2: even mentions outright you're we're lucky that you survived this long.
3: <laughs> Something <laughs> to that effect. Oh. I wish I could remember her co-worker's name, because I do feel bad just calling her the co-worker, but that is who she is. That is who she uh, is. is, yeah. That no, is her I, whole gag. I
2: did not expect her to get this, like, mini redemption arc. I, I have a feeling that we're going to be seeing her again, but...
1: She's still catty and rude, but she's not trying
2: to murder Yor with mac and cheese anymore. Yeah, she's not actively malicious. It's one of those ones where if this wasn't a comedy series, I would not be okay with how... Okay, everyone
3: else is with her, but... Well, here's, here's the thing. Yor is the one who's just like, we're friends, right? And the co-worker's like, I don't know why you would think that. But Yor <laughs> seems to genuinely think they're friends. <laughs> oh, Look, I adore great. Yor. She has her moments, though. She Sometimes she's Look, not the brightest night in the crayon box. I'm, I'm just saying when your night job is people actively trying to kill you, you know, maybe your scale of what constitutes not liking you probably shifts a little. yeah co-workers
1: like there has to be something you two were fed by your mother before she died right it's like yeah can you remember anything she made please oh yeah there was this stew we really liked and uh they kind of you know put their heads together (laughs) as much as these two can and uh work out how to uh create uh recreate this stew and it's good, it's delicious. it doesn't kill people.
2: <laughs> She's able to make it correctly, and it's not poisonous uh there's mm-hmm. even there's even a, a a fun little bit. This is really close, but it's a little bit off, and uh the co-worker is like you grew up further east from here right well let's let's put in a little bit of sour cream. And it's like yes, that's it. that's perfect like mm-hmm. she knows she knows like the local cuisine of different areas uh your your takes this uh recipe home and uh I'm cooking dinner tonight. Oh God, please don't! <laughs> the terror on the faces of Lloyd and Anya. They have it, and it's great, and uh, everything's fine. And uh, then uh, your suggests a uh, your original recipe dessert, and and then uh, that's that's how you get the punchline at the end.
3: <laughs> yeah, they, they they thought she learned how to cook, but no, she learned how to make one recipe. <laughs> see i will admit i i thought this gag was going to go
1: a bit differently and it's like that's the only thing that she can make so she makes it all the time and it wears to the point of being completely unimpressive but no they didn't do that (laughs) they just went with no this is literally the only thing she's got (laughs) something that's
0: baffling to me is just the fact that obviously yours must be desensitized to her own cooking because i'm just like you should at least, you know, sample when you're going along so that it doesn't turn into this much of a cat- catastrophe every well, single time.
1: Well, well you, you see, as, she, as over, over many years and taking small doses, she's built up an immunity to Ida.
0: Well, I'm talking about like taste, like not just like food poisoning. I'm talking about like it also tastes uh, taste really bad.
3: Jay, you're forgetting the special episode of our last section of reading where it's been established that all assassins are completely immune to all poisons, even (laughs) an incredibly lethal dose snuck into their food. I don't think Yor can taste the difference between good and bad food. Exactly. That has
0: to be the case. And that is very concerning because food is delicious. It's meant to be enjoyed.
3: But poor baby. really loves uh, Lloyd's cooking. That was, that was like one of she, the first things. She's like, "Oh, he can cook? Oh my. She knows what
2: good food is. She just can't tell the difference between mediocre food and oh god, it's
1: killing me. We need to get back to more shenanigans at Eden Academy. Yay.
2: We get another, yeah. another short little interlude of uh, an arts and crafts class. And uh, mm-hmm. we get the we get the uh, ever classic. Uh, There's only one teacher because everyone's always out sick for that episode. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I only ever want uh, to draw the headmaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Henderson's great. Elegance man.
0: That is not elegant.
1: But uh, oh, yeah. And in her continuing uh, efforts to impress Damien with her dog in order to get invited to his house. Uh, to help Operation Strex, Anya has brought a picture of uh, the Forger family, now including uh, Bond. It's really, really cute. It's really cute. It starts off really Um, cute. (laughs) It starts off really cute. Well, the picture Uh, is cute. Anya and Yor look like they're trying really hard to... uh, be impressive for the camera and twilight is just easy smiling (laughs) and and bond is dog anya's friend at school becky uh picks up the photo because anya dropped it like oh clumsy me
2: (laughs) damien uh, does not even notice her existence and just keeps walking
1: yeah uh becky grabs the photo and uh she had been talking about you know watching some you know lovey-dovey sitcom on tv i think she's a soap opera addict. Soap, yeah, a- Soap opera, that's the one. So she picks up the photo and she's like, Whoa, is this your family, Anya? Is that your dad? Oh my God, your dad's hot. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Proving how much but, of a bad oh influence Becky is.
3: So she steals the picture. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Anya gave this to me. I did not. <laughs> I really need that picture back. No. <laughs> What's your dad like? like anya this is a really weird conversation please stop <laughs> as we were alluding to earlier mr henderson um is there teaching their art class where uh, they are having a sculpture project which damien immediately goes this is dumb i'm not participating and then his lackeys say hey i overheard a rumor that the board of executives is actually going to evaluate all the sculptures and give secret points on our secret permanent records. And he's like, I think I will participate then. (laughs) Now I need to go super hard.
1: Well, the conceit is that they're all separated into tables where they're given a certain amount of arts and crafts material
3: and they have to make paper models of animals. Yeah, that can see. It's kind of weird. They set it up and then it doesn't do anything because the main thing is they're just kids doing art projects together. So they, they make little animals. Um, Anya makes a dog.
2: They all have these like grand visions in their head and it ends up the way you expect child arts and crafts to. I, I was he impressed makes... by a
3: lot of them. I'm not impressed by Becky. Becky made a model of uh, Anya's dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is very impressive, Miss Becky. Uh, it,
1: you're supposed to make an image of an animal, but uh, Headmaster Henderson, humans are animals.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's technically I mean- correct. The best kind of correct. He, he concedes to that logic. So the main plot of this is essentially Anya makes a model of her dog. It's not very good because she makes it very quickly is also probably the problem. She's <laughs> done within like the first minute of the assignment. And Damien... One thing, his one thing, thing you is, may
2: have noticed about Anya is that she has a bit of an attention
3: span problem. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh, and <laughs> Damien, who is in her uh four-man group, we don't really get told what the other two are doing a lot. Um, but their four-man group has to share the same art supplies and Anya goes, well, I'm trying to get on his good side. I'll help him with his thing. And he's just like, what animal are you doing, Damien? I'm making a griffin for that is my family's crest. And if my father sees the griffin, he will think it is very impressive and be like, oh, yes, Damien, you are such a good son. I totally acknowledge your existence. You <laughs> you okay, Damien? I didn't say that out loud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they end up technically making a griffin together. Henderson is impressed that they are working as a team. Team is a weird definition because Anya is helping. Uh. The the closest
2: we get to the whole the arts and crafts supplies is limited thing is when Damien is displeased with Anya's help. He's like snatching uh, like paper from other Uh, Kids, that is not very elegant. But like,
3: that's the closest we get to it. Specifically, when he snaps at Anya, he's just Mm. just like, "What are you doing? You're worthless at helping me." And and Henderson's like, "Is that what a gentleman would say?" And he's like, "No, I guess she can." Help. Uh, What the culmination of this is is, um, frankly, Damien probably reached a little too far with his goal because his Griffin comes out very shoddy, and Anya has a little baby Griffin she made to help because it's not a baby. She made a girl Griffin because there's a boy Griffin, and she turned her thing into. girl griffin for Damien's thing. Anya does not seem to understand the logic of why she's doing that. She's just trying to do what she thinks. She's trying to do what, what Twilight does, but Twilight actually understands how people think. So yeah. Anya's doing something. Damien does not understand what she's doing. Becky, from the other table over, is like, ooh, juicy gossip. But she's not <laughs> in this chapter, so it don't matter. Uh, and then they end up having to turn that in. To which... The secret board of directors announces they have won first place because they read the most, like, artistic (laughs) expression into this possible, which is that uh, you made a tattered griffin. But yet it still stands
1: proud, much like our own nation rising from the ashes of war. See how it stands over its, uh, over over its its slain child. child.
3: (laughs) This is this is not what you should be expecting from first grade. And I love the very scene at the end where um
2: Henderson is looking at it,
3: just goes, so this is what passes for first place nowadays. Uh. <laughs> this is suffering a severe lack of elegance. I, I, think, I think the joke here is not they don't explicitly say this, but I think the joke here is that the board of directors was always going to give Damien first place
1: yeah (laughs) that seems plausible they just decided to justify it as hard as they could and then we get a little bit of character work for damien
3: yeah my favorite part uh damien makes the sad call home to his butler because his dad couldn't be bothered to pick up the phone
2: it is it is a very stock backstory but it's well executed so
3: i'm i'm all about it it's a really a, like well executed phone call because he's essentially like, "Hey, I did really well. Is Dad proud of me?" "Yes, young master, your father is very proud of me." "Hey, you remember what I said happened on the first day of school?" "Has Dad mentioned that all?" "Oh, you oh, mean when the other child punched you?" "I totally told him about that." "And he's um, very concerned for your well-being."
1: "Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he is." Hmm. "There's
2: a little thought bubble of of him like smiling like sadly." "You're such a bad liar." "Oh, it's it's hmm. really sad."
3: it it does kind of hit and it kind of reveals like damien's whole thing is uh i need to get all the stellar stars because uh my dad does not pay any attention to me and he seems to think academic achievement would get attention it's clearly mm-hmm. not so far so um which yep. also unfortunately kind of puts operation strix in danger because um don't think Anya going over to Damien's house would uh, help at all. Um, yeah, <laughs> just a little. Yeah. Also, is this when we get revealed that Damien has an older teenage brother? Um, We knew he had several older
2: brothers. Uh, there's There's one who's relatively close to him in age, and I think there's one who's already, like, either in college or out of school, and that's the one who the father pays attention to.
0: Yeah, because I think okay. Lloyd... Okay. Or Twilight was specifically referencing that, that that Damien, because he was close in Anya's age and was in her grade, that would be the most valuable contact for her to infiltrate.
3: Oh, no. D- Damien was always the target of Project Strix. Like, they adopted Anya because they were aiming for Damien. But I'm kind of wondering, if you if he has a teenage son that he probably pays more attention to, why not... Aim for that. I, I I don't know. The fact that he has another brother in school is kind of or weird the,
0: to me. Or the middle child, because he would probably be more on edge if you know, all of a sudden, your older child made this new friend out of seemingly nowhere, and all of a sudden, you know, you're being acquainted with this new guy. I think it'd be safer to actually become acquainted with the middle child. There'd be less suspicion that way.
1: I think the whole point is that this guy is incredibly reclusive. So people don't know which son he favors,
3: if any. Exactly.
2: It's also, it's more funny for Anya to be small child and not know what's going on half the time. So that's also yes. a factor in why
3: this has happened. The, the comedy of a spy mission hinging on your elementary school child being trained to covert ops is much funnier yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are coming up on the
1: midpoint of the first year at eden academy so it's time for the midterm exams oh boy this is gonna prove a problem for anya because if you fail uh in any of the categories of the exam you get a nitrous bowl and if you pass, or if you're in the top ten score, you get a stellar star. So, top two. Um, top two.
3: Oh, was it top two? I thought I thought it was top yep. ten oh, as well, but I might only, have only the top scoring and the uh, second, the top ah. two. Oh yeah, they exam. do mention. Yep, they do mention that. All I th- right.
2: I think the reason why I, I remembered that wrong is this is skipping ahead a little bit, but uh, I know Damien gets in the top ten, so I think that's what that was.
3: Like he's, he, he's in the he, top he, ten overall, and he got top scoring on one of his exams which is how he got a star yeah this is a this is a a
2: impressive moment for Damien that you feel bad because even though he did so well the
1: father mm-hmm. is still not gonna notice it moment yeah uh it, it's during like um not really a mock exam but it's like there's some other exam that's going on and you know Anya failed horribly at it but Damien did well and he decides to be a little snot and brag at her about it and she's like Uh Aha, now I know exactly whose mind to read on the midterms. (laughs) Miss Forger, is there an elegant reason why you are snickering? Uh, Stay after class for more study hall. (laughs) And this does have the effect of Anya uh, going home at nighttime when the moon is out and she notices a bright full moon in the sky. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When's the midterms? Two weeks. Wait, what phase of the moon will be in in two weeks? Papa, what what will the moon be in two weeks? Uh, new moon, why? Oh no, I can't read minds on the new moon! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, I'll actually have to be what I, doing what I should have been doing this entire time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, Anya, this is why you need to cultivate your mind.
0: Grand school!
3: The people in the research facility called it eclipsing. It's when my powers randomly short out for one day each month. I've never mentioned it at this point because it was never a plot point. Mm -hmm. she she does basically say that to the reader in a fourth
1: wall breaking moment (laughs) at one point she does directly address us with don't worry gentle reader i will continue operation Strix to for world peace with the uh midterms
2: coming up obviously twilight is very concerned about this it's a great opportunity but uh eight bolts and you're out she already has one and uh it's four uh subjects that are being tested on (laughs) If you, if you bomb the midterms
3: and finals, you're gone. Which in all fairness, for a school, not a bad policy. If you fail all your midterms and finals. That does make sense.
1: Most inelegant. So we need someone to tutor on you. Yep. But Twilight's too busy. Yuri, you're up. Brother. (laughs) (laughs) You you asked your brother. Maybe I should have gotten the lovey-dovey kid out just in case when he's on his way. I am here! Ah, He's here! (laughs)
4: <laughs> a side
3: thing from um, uh, a, a Twilight later maybe I should always have the lovey dovey kid out and I'm like Twilight ooh, ooh dog, dog boy.
0: <laughs> I don't know I mean when you have Yuri randomly bursting in like the, like the Kool-Aid man every time she even whispers his name yep. I don't know
1: And we have we have the great moment of uh, Anya being able to read uh, Yuri's mind and it's just a continuous stream of all the things that are great about Yor and how much he wants to do things to make her happy.
0: Yes, do things to make her happy. Oh, yeah. My joke
3: a few times in the reading we've done where uh, Anya tries to read someone's mind, but they're so like self-deluded. They're thinking of something completely unrelated. Like, I have no idea what they're talking about.
2: um though anya in this case does actually uh use her powers quite well because yuri doesn't want to like at first uh he's like uh forger's kid what is she doing spending so much time with my your
1: and um because remember dear listeners in the backstory of this uh anya is supposed to be Uh, Lloyd's biological daughter and yours, the stepmom. And uh, what Anya does is
2: very clever, very Twilight-like. She uh, starts uh, uh, sucking up to Mama. Oh, Mama Mm -hmm. is the best Mama ever, and it's like... I guess I can help her. She does have good taste.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I suppose Lloyd's genetics can't be all bad if, he, if his kid can recognize how great my sister is. <laughs> Yuri tries to tutor her. She gets everything right. She read it from his mind, and then she remembers she can't do that, so she starts getting everything wrong. <laughs>
3: well, specifically, Yuri gets suspicious, going like, you, um... You aced all the super hard questions I just gave you. Why are you wasting my time making me tutor you? Oh, uh, I just guessed. (laughs) Complete fluke. Absolute guesses. Just luck. Okay. (laughs) I suppose that tracks.
1: It really doesn't, but Yuri's not very bright. Oh, there's also a great moment where uh, Yuri is kind of beating himself up because uh, in the whole terrorist plot thing that happened a few chapters ago. Uh, He learned that the Great Twilight was involved and right by him at one point, and he didn't even notice. And so Anya's
3: like, Papa
1: versus Uncle! Papa versus Uncle! This is so cool!
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's a really good connection scene between him and Anya where um, Anya's asking him about studying and stuff and like, how how did you study? And he goes like, well, I I really, really, really love my sister. And every time I tried studying, I'd just be like, well, if I get really good at this one thing, I can help her out. And I did that for every single subject. And then Anya like gets a half a step in her mind of like, oh wait, no, you can develop other superpowers by studying. Like knowing things is cool. And then mm-hmm. she's like, but I'm psychic. That's really cool. And she uh, <laughs> she's really bad. I could take over the world? Uh, maybe.
0: Yes, knowledge is power, kids. Knowledge is power.
1: Knowledge is power. It gives you everything. It's the whole enchilada. It's a swole chihuahua? What?
3: No!
0: Get that swole chihuahuas!
3: anyway, (laughs) Yuri tries his hardest, but um, Anya's not good. And eventually he gets frustrated. So did you learn that grammar, kid? What's a grammar This, I'm leaving? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we I get know, a little- but,
1: I ju- but I just finished making the cookies cakes open door grabs cookies eats them all goes outside they're delicious <laughs> <laughs> we
2: do also get a bit of an aside from uh your uh noting that uh, <laughs> uh Yuri does have a bad habit of giving up pretty quickly like, this is sort of the thing Anya Anya lets herself be dumb she's not actually dumb she is capable she's proven that a couple of uh times in the uh in different situations but uh you have to have a lot of patience because
1: it's anya (laughs) and uh, yuri does not have that despite how frustrated yuri got with her anya was legitimately inspired uh and so she decides she's gonna go study on her own and she worked her little heart out and she fell asleep she was studying so hard and twilight comes. tried very very hard very very hard lloyd comes home and yours like, oh, she's been doing so good. She's been learning so much. Look, this is the book she was working on. Foreign languages, huh? Wait, this isn't one of the subjects that's being tested on. Oh, we're doomed. <laughs> <getting> <laughs> but don't worry,
2: when it's time for the test, uh Anya has her swole chihuahua.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna blow everyone away with my swole chihuahua.
3: Becky, Anya, what are you talking about? <laughs> Anya has been trying hard. She, uh, she has been motivated by Yuri. She's been studying on her own. No one has a lot of faith in her, which <laughs> is not an unfair assumption to make at yeah.
2: this point. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones where you want to believe in Anya, but given past experiences.
3: Well, one of the, like, little tidbits is she gets so inspired she's, tells Bond she's going to work so hard and study so much and then proceeds to fall asleep on Bond in front of the cartoons. And Lloyd's just like, did you uh, study at all? And then he and George are like, she does look really cute. Dang it, I guess we're going to be a really day off.
2: <laughs> the thing the thing I really like about that is this is such a kid thing because she did have her study book with her. Like, she meant to, but she's a little kid who has no motivation. <laughs> like, of course she fell yep.
3: asleep in front of the TV. Anya takes her exam, um, and she seems to think she's done well. Uh, she's happy. Lloyd um, yeah. has no faith in her as we cut to him planning to break into the secure bank vault test results are stored in <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so good yeah that tracks as, as soon as i saw that bank vault, and like that's how the chapter opens it's going to put the uh tests in the vault and i'm like twilight's breaking into that thing ain't he and that is true the how gets a little out there
3: <laughs> <laughs> dump 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 because <laughs> uh, we dump. are introduced to a uh, secondary spy by the name of agent daybreak uh-huh and, and, and
1: this this is just a funny anecdote as i was reading this i'm like why is he named daybreak like that's a that's another time of day thing is like uh, Twilight's named Twilight is because that some sort they're of the
0: exact opposite.
1: I'm like, is that a spy thing? And he's like, I gave myself this code name because I heard that the great spy Twilight was in the country and I'm going to defeat him. Okay,
0: yes.
1: <laughs> okay buddy. So it's not a spy culture thing. It's this guy's an idiot thing.
0: Yes. Very a much Twilight so.
1: fanboy, And then another character gets introduced later and it is a spy culture thing. Whatever. <laughs> No,
3: that other person is also a a Twilight fanboy. She's also a Twilight fan, yes.
2: Right now, currently, we're dealing with Daybreak, and um, one of his uh, master spy moves is to hold himself horizontal to a a signpost as one of the signs as people are passing by. Which
3: works. I was so confused.
2: (laughs) Twilight's just watching this like, this guy's an idiot. He's gonna get me caught too? He's so bad. And it's like,
3: Wait, that actually worked? <laughs> Why did that work? This guy is straight up incompetent in everything else he does but for some reason this like horizontal bar holding works perfectly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I thought they were gonna make his gimmick that he's so incompetent like he just lucks into things but no because Twilight has to save him before like someone because he gets in and but yeah, like he breaks the window rather than picking the lock. So Twilight has to put down a soccer ball to make it look like the soccer club accidentally broke a window. He just goes up to the guard and is just like, oh, there's a guard here. Uh, I, I don't have an ID. Can you just let me in anyway? No. no I obviously can't do that. I'm I'm that guy. <laughs> From the information services. I'm, I'm famous,
1: you know, come on, let me in. And Twilight's like, oh, thank God I actually have a whole bunch of fake IDs. Oh, hey, you dropped this, didn't you? i I sure did thanks buddy no no no. at
2: first he's like wait no i didn't drop that what are you talking about (laughs) you dropped this
3: right (laughs) oh yeah i totally dropped it Uh, long-suffering twilight i guess i'll let you two in and then uh he, he goes up to the thing i don't know that key card and then twilight's like i'll just punch in the key card and the other guy's like oh yeah i'm gonna go take a leak and twilight's just like no no we're we're in a bank vault there are no bathrooms in here my
1: favorite bit is uh daybreak has the details of his mission written on the palm of his hand (laughs) (laughs) twilight notices as he is handing over the id like this guy
3: (laughs) oh my god that's right and he looks at his hand for the, because he tries the code to punch into the keypad first, but his hand has been smudged, so he doesn't know what the code is. Yeah, he gets
2: the code wrong. He's not even hiding the thing on his hand, because when it when it's wrong, he's like, but I wrote it down, and looks at his mission profile written on his hand next to a person who
3: can see him doing that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Daybreak says he's going to go take a leak. Twilight. It's just like the guy, an idiot. Okay, I'm just going to unlock it. And then proceeds to get, uh, like, we see the bank vault open. Twilight's there in his uh, professor disguise. And Daybreak just pops out like, hey, I'm going to knock you unconscious now. And knocks him out. Twilight then is knocked out. The, no, the thing that gets revealed, because he mentions he mentions later,
2: he when he got hit, he played possum. Because he definitely could have won that fight. But if he did, it would have drawn so much attention that he wouldn't have been able to do anything.
1: Even this guy's
3: attacks are sloppy. Oh man, they lock the boxes in the vault too? Jeez, I guess I'll just have to break this open.
1: (sighs) He's on the same mission Twilight is. He's here to alter some test scores. Twilight's here to make sure that Anya doesn't fail. This guy is here to make sure that the Desmond brothers do.
2: Uh, Yeah, he, um, this guy is obviously loudly narrating what he's doing because he's an idiot. And he says, oh, good, I found the Desmond brothers. And Twilight, like, Twilight is like, are they not good students? Is someone fixing their grades too? Um, But when the guy leaves, uh,
3: he sees that it's actually, like, he's able to see what got erased. In all fairness, the guy doesn't leave on his own volition because he wants to, what happens is he narrates oh man, no one's going to know I did this really cool spy mission. I know, I'll sign Forged by Daybreak on it. Here, and Twilight's just like, please don't. <laughs> yeah, Twilight jumps up like, why would you do that, you idiot? Oh, I've
1: totally broken my cover. Uh, <laughs> please don't kill me. Uh, I'll, I won't i will say anything to anybody. You can just Shut leave. Up. Want you to tell everybody that I did this. Daybreak, the world's best spy. Even better than Twilight. I espionaged the crap out of this building. Direct quote. (laughs) Go ahead and embellish it. He he combat rolls away like he's a Dark Souls
2: character. (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. That's when Twilight finds that they've been changed to the wrong answers. He switches it all back because he's able to see
1: indents in the page what had been erased and which means that daybreak did a really crappy job of not making this look like a forgery. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that tracks. So, Twilight saves the Desmond brothers from sabotage and he goes to correct Anya's and he's like, "Wait a minute, this." Cut to next day at school. Uh everyone's going to look at their uh their test scores posted up on the quad. Uh Damian did very well. He's like 11th overall, I think, and he uh, got top on a subject, so that's a stellar star for him. And Anya's like, I don't even need to uh, look where I am, because I know I'm like 212. Papa went and broke in and found it for me. <laughs> and you know what 212th is? Not failing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's so proud. I really, really like how the manga sets up the scene to kind of lead you to believe, oh man, did she also get like top marks on a test? Nope, she barely scraped by, but that was enough for uh, Twilight to be proud of her. <laughs> that was enough I, for Operation
1: Strix to continue limping along like the broken-legged bird it is.
2: <laughs> I will say I did kind of see coming the twist that it's like Anya did better than anyone expected. Just not the full of it i wasn't sure if they were gonna do the she actually did really well because she tried that hard or let's be realistic it's anya she's not gonna turn around completely overnight because the other the other thing i i appreciated especially about last time is that like when she got her, uh, her first stellar star, like, that was a really big character growth moment for her. It was a big deal. And then she proceeded to be a little goblin about it because she's a tiny child that's not <laughs> particularly mature. And I really like that because it's very realistic. Because she is a little goblin. I was happy that it was a, uh, <laughs> she passed, barely, and that's good enough.
0: <laughs> hey, it's her first attempt on her own. So, I mean, it really says something. Like, Lloyd
2: does a very good, you know, like, stern father moment of he's he's obviously very proud of her. You need to do better next time, Anya. But he's like, he's obviously
3: very noticeably proud of her, mm-hmm. which is such a, such a wonderful thing. He's family. internally proud of her. But then that immediately uh, falls apart when he sees his daughter is celebrating, getting one point above failing is like, that's that's that. That's I have okay. to fail, but that that's not a celebration. You have done literally the bare minimum. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now
1: let's see how much you're celebrating after this study session.
2: Aw. You're, you're it's not such being, a great
1: family being punished. Moment. That's what the celebration is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And avoiding consequences is the minimum we expect. But yeah, then uh, we go to another chapter. I I, uh, personally, I didn't like this one very much. I don't know what the general consensus is on it. The punchline was very obvious. The punchline was obvious, and it was one of those uh, cringe- comedy moments you know where you're supposed to laugh because someone did something embarrassing and stupid
3: yeah i i liked it just fine but i think it kind of overstayed the joke um uh-huh. essentially what we have it's it's an entire tertiary character too is another reason why it's kind of mm-hmm. it's a uh, george gloomin we open with his father getting told that the desmond group has uh taken over their company and mm-hmm. i will no longer be president anymore I don't know how to tell my son this. So we cut to small man overhearing this. And we get revealed over the course of this that uh, the person who hired Daybreak to sabotage uh, Desmond's uh, kids test scores is um, George Gloomin, because my father's company is going out of business and we're going to be poor. And then he tries to start a fight with him and get him in trouble. And Anya's just like, no. I am a pure and perfect being. I know that Min could have never done any wrong because she's still trying to earn points with her and does her like whole, yeah, than thou on your face, which is always fun. And like the, the entire joke is then just everyone feels sorry for this kid. And he says, like, because he gives tragic backstory and he like is weaponizing a tragic backstory. Like, I'm gonna be thrown out in the poorhouse and I did want to know what the caviar lunch tasted like super expensive caviar lunch. Yes, just one day. I'll be poor next week, so you know I should really have... and then like the entire joke is obviously he keeps getting more and more elaborate with the things he wants and then as revealed he misunderstood the desmond group just bought out the company and the dad is still employed that was never in question he's just like yeah i'm not present. if anything they'll be wealthier it was actually helpful to them we
1: learn this because anya recounts the story to her parents and yours like oh what a sweet story and Uh, Lloyd is like, yeah, it is sweet that you kids all came together to make him feel better, but But why would he be out of a job? There's one thing I don't understand. How does being bought out equate to bankruptcy? (laughs)
3: When you're bought out, you receive a a large amount of money, like- <laughs> He's just honestly confused.
2: <laughs> I, I agree that like because the punchline's obvious and they're introducing an entire new character who's probably never going to come up again. It overstays its welcome a little bit. The thing I liked about it and the reason why it worked for me, in spite of it being a little bit belabored for uh, what we got for it is. I kind of like that, like, at first he wasn't trying to guilt people. He was actually just that desperate. And then he realized he could guilt people. So he starts Mm -hmm. guilting people. But then after a while, he's not guilting people anymore. Everyone is just being genuinely nice Mm -hmm. to him. And he's actually, he's legitimately touched by the end of it. And everyone has this, like, school pride moment where they're helping out this new friend that they made. And it's so sad they're not going to see him again tomorrow. And then
3: he's in tomorrow. And oh, I love, I love the... (laughs) page of him going back to school the next day because it's just the level <laughs> of like, I'm just going to pretend this didn't happen and it's people calmly coming up to him you're paying me back for that lunch you better give back all those gifts we gave you and then Anya just like tap on the sh- shoulder and also my other favorite joke is when George Glooman first appears she's, Anya just goes I have no idea who that guy is and Becky's just like he's our classmate he's been here the whole time because like he definitely <laughs> has <it. laughs> uh, my, my
1: favorite bit in this is we do find out that George is the one who hired Daybreak. Uh, and if you're wondering why Daybreak is such a spy, it's because um, we learned that George went up to his butler and said, hire the best spy you can on three months of my allowance.
2: <laughs> Which like the fact that that's so enough to so-
1: hire a spy
2: shows how rich the kid is. But at the same time, <laughs> <somebody's-> <laughs> it's three months
1: of a rich kid allowance. Yeah. Enough to hire Daybreak, not a spy. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, basically. I wonder if we'll see Daybreak again. I'm not sure. He might be I a one-off so. character. I'd, I'd be happy about seeing him again. I, I'd be happy to see him again. He was pretty cool. I'd fun. like to see him
0: again. It'd be interesting to kind of build up this whole spy network going on. Mm-hmm. That there's all types of spies from all different types of agencies, with all different types of contracts going around. Maybe everyone's a spy in this universe.
2: <laughs> that would explain a <laughs> lot. a lot. There's a lot.
3: Yeah, but um. anyway, uh, speaking of like non sequiturs, uh, the next bit we get is a chapter where um, Anya has been assigned. Essentially, it's like um, it's it's phrased initially as like uh, do a report on an occupation that interests you. But basically, everyone essentially comes down to it's a thing because you're supposed to interview someone, you know, and yeah. so it's almost always it, a parent.
0: It's it's career day kind of thing.
3: It's, it's take your daughter to work day is what it eventually becomes.
0: But all these people don't have your typical nine to five jobs. They're all social elites. So, yeah.
3: Yes. I Yeah, you're right. Actually, I think the, the implication is there is there's is definitely a bunch of people who are elites whose parents don't have jobs. They mm-hmm. would get someone who works for the company they own or something. So yeah. that's probably why. But um essentially, uh, uh, Anya initially thinks she's going to go to Yor for her job, and there is an amazing just, like, three-page, like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a horrible idea. Let's see. Daydream Yor is having. Do I take Anya with assassination uh, job? <laughs> and there... There's an amazing three panels at the end of this where because uh, yours basically walking Anya through her job in this little fantasy she's having. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, now, remember, when you killed someone, they're still a human being. So you should give them all of the honor and um, thank them. Make it a quick death. Like, yeah. And. <laughs> Then there is a three-panel spread of Anya getting splattered with blood that I could <laughs> and- <laughs> not stop laughing at. She's <laughs> getting so many-
1: sprayed with blood as your off-panel is like. So if you just beep in in there, beep, or, or you could stab them through the heart or the, uh, certain parts of the brain is a really quick way to just <laughs> end somebody. <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of it gets censored. <laughs> we'll tell Lloyd it's tomato juice.
3: <laughs> we we're going to tell Lloyd we went to a tomato festival. That's right. But obviously, <laughs> no- take your. Do- Take your daughter to work day. You got to wear the uniform. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> but I mean, it's just so funny how in no point has your ever brought up that she's a she's a tel- um, transcriptionist or a secretary at City Hall, correct? Yeah,
3: yeah. she does clerical
2: work. Yeah. At the end, well, she does say at the end uh, when she decides that that's a bad
3: idea, which good decision, your Don't it do that. Is, you're technically... He doesn't decide it's a bad idea before Anya who's been reading her mind for this daydream goes, I think I'm gonna go to dad's job and then you know, yours is like, that's probably for the best, yeah. My job's kind of boring. <laughs> 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 so good way through the after the daydream she realizes oh no wait anya probably thinks i'm going to my day job yeah that's obviously yeah. what yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love yours incredibly elaborate daydreams in all honesty the 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 your daydream is probably a little better than the rest of the chapter yeah um, because, because uh,
2: this is basically just establishing hey lloyd has cover story co-workers this will be a thing next chapter
3: We we get established. Uh, I love that this became a plot point because um, I remember telling Jay as I was reading this. Uh, I'm just like, man, are they really just establishing that Lloyd is a hot doctor with a bunch of nurses? Because <laughs> that's <laughs> what a, a large portion of this is. It is. He he's Doctor McHot
1: stuff.
0: <laughs> no, he's McDreamy.
1: Yeah. Yep. McDreamy and, and
0: McSteamy. Yeah. Some of you will get that reference.
1: Now, psychiatrists don't normally wear lab coats, but I think it looks more professional as he's just got drip like a leaky faucet.
0: Send some envy from Sam.
1: Yes, Twilight is incredibly attractive. I wish I had that drip.
0: (laughs) Hey, for all you know, our listeners out there, Sam does have that drip. And, uh,
3: yeah. No, uh, my favorite part is Anya just as she's being introduced to all the nurses who are saying, oh, you're so cute. I love your little detective outfit because she wore a detective outfit because of course she did. Uh, and <laughs> It's Anya, an investigation. Twilight. Yep. And Anya just turns to Twilight and goes, your work is a paradise. Because <laughs> 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 she's getting she- candy from everybody. Yeah, but I just loved how that line is after the panel of do you work with a bunch of attractive nurses. Mm, yeah, Anya. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and all of them think that Anya is adorable, beeb, which she is. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, so essentially, what this entire chapter ends up being is Anya runs around a hospital doing investigations that she's not supposed to. Lloyd has a secret passage for spy stuff in his office. Um, which Anya immediately finds. Yeah. And like, he can't really do anything with her because what he says is like, what well, he's says, you can't listen to me talk to a patient because that would be... A, that would breach confidentiality. I think is a lie because he also says at one point, I don't have time for talking to patients directly because I'm doing so much research. And his research is obviously a cover for his spying. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't think he does anything in his job is the thing, which makes sense because it's a cover story. But, like... He leaves um, Anya with a uh, diagnostic sand tool. I think he does do some stuff
2: because the other because like not everyone at that hospital is a plant. Other people will like talk to him about like the good work he does. So I think he does do like he does enough to make it
3: look like he's that's his like actual day job. He does the Dr. House level of um, I am doing the bare minimum number of patients I have to do to be a main character. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. I
0: mean, he also has to be really good at reading people. And like I said, he probably has some background in in psychology.
3: You know, yeah. yeah.
2: That's which very which makes that a good cover story, in all honesty. Yeah. Like, like, you know, comedy series aside, that is actually quite clever.
3: Yep. Yeah. Uh, essentially uh what the the main crux of this is we kind of just going to skip to the end of this because the the main plot is Anya goes through the ceiling ducts to spy on people and they're having a meeting about whether or not they think ghosts are real and it it doesn't it's funny but it doesn't really go anywhere <laughs> like no. anya, anya flailing around
1: in the ducts makes them think that there are ghosts and so she scrambles back to lloyd's office and she hears him coming and she's like oh he left me to play with these dolls in the sand i didn't do anything with this i got i gotta do something and so she just throws a whole bunch of stuff together and he's like yeah, looking at this can actually give you great insight into a person's uh, subconscious. Like inside your
3: mind is utter chaos. Utter chaos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tracks. That sounds about right.
3: <laughs> this whole thing about like, oh no, you're right. She has been adopted and thrust into the situation. I was not accounting for. Her. She might be having a, some post traumatic stress and goes on this whole like inner monologue. He then doesn't address as he just brings her home to your and they like have a nice family time. So it's yeah, like obviously
0: her mom's in. gonna fix her.
3: My favorite part of this is the scene where she's giving her report and she goes, my dad is a spy. Psychiatrist. Yep. Uh, Psychiatrist. He's a feelings doctor. Mm. Yeah.
1: And, you know, she does a pretty good job of explaining it as Lloyd described it. And Mr. Henderson is very impressed. And I hear that sometimes he punches and kicks his patients because you're mentioned the concussive therapy. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
3: From the meat cute. My favorite part is um, there's a very small panel where it explains that Twilight was called into the office to have a serious conversation with the teachers. But because he's an excellent manipulator of people, he talks his way out of it. <laughs> So anyway, let's uh, let's open up on the final arc, the uh, the tennis tennis arc, which um, when I I, when I looked up the arcs for a spy family, uh, I did not expect this to be a Lloyd one. I thought this was going (laughs) to be a different family member, but I was really happy with this because holy crap,
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is so good. I love the tennis arc. But uh, we are introduced to uh, Fiona Frost, because nobody's name in this is anything approaching subtle. (laughs) Uh, And she that is merely her cover name, because she is the super spy Nightfall. Love Nightfall so much. (laughs) Nightfall is pretty funny. Uh, She believes that she should have been part of the mission on Operation Strex in order to... uh, serve as the wife figure in this fake family. Unfortunately, she wasn't available at the time.
2: They do so much to frame it as the person playing the wife role was also a spy, then it would make the
3: operation so much easier. It's true though. It is also <laughs> true. the person playing true. wife was a spy, it would have been so much easier. And like, that's my reaction when I noticed they had a young female operative. I'm like, You told me all your young female operatives were dead. That's why you didn't have someone, but I guess she's always been here. Cool. Uh, Because that was a plot point.
0: They did make that distinction early on that they had no other young female operatives. In fact, his handler said that if she were available, she would pose as the wife.
1: If I remember right, I think it was that a lot of the young female operatives were killed. And so they they had a dearth of them. And so they they didn't have any availability it's a
2: it i mean this is a comedy series they do the bare minimum to justify this and not being an overt continuity mm-hmm. error is what it comes down oh, to I'm...
1: yeah and and i folks like i
3: was busy with another mission yeah the, the continuity error is so they can have their three's company situation like that's, <laughs> like that's completely understandable <laughs> because uh she's yes. a very serious spy that just thinks she um, we get some, uh, sideline conversation about how she is very, like, um, ruthless and moving up. Her cover story is she is a, I want to say, a nurse.
1: And she's using this as pretense for coming over to the forger place so she can return, uh, Anya's little lost magnifying glass from that totally, uh, totally plot-relevant setup chapter
3: so she can confront your directly. She is like three sentences yeah. into her conversation before she goes, you know, your husband complains about you all the time at the job and then gets interrupted by Twilight coming in the door. Yeah, and <laughs> like
1: yeah, no, it looked like it was going to start raining up. Fiona, what are you doing here? And <laughs> once again, proof that they are exults. Uh, while they are having a conversation, a very banal conversation about grocery shopping, Uh, They are, in fact, mouthing an entire other spy conversation at each other. And only uh, Anya is following it because she's reading their minds. So just subtle speech method in full effect.
3: It really is. Manga logic right there is like, uh, yeah, no, your lips can say a completely different thing than what you're speaking. And no one was going to think that's weird as they watch you talk.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, and so it's like, while well, they're discussing the price of onions or something, the whole subtle speech method is them being like, I've come to assess this mission. What do you mean assess? Are you here to cause problems for me? We need Operation Strix to go perfectly, and I'm not willing to let anything get in the way of that. And uh, all of this is happening, and it looks like it's just this really ambitious spy coming to steal this mission from Twilight so she it's can re- get all the glory. Really joy, intense. And
3: that- yeah like it's it's, it's, really intense it's a like thing and Anya's just there going like this lady's a spy oh an enemy spy daddy's really mad at her and then I know I'll read her mind and then we just get a solid black image of her staring there with I love you and Anya's like
2: wide-eyed stare rubs her eyes looks up with the wide-eyed stare again and
3: that takes up an entire page of on your reaction to this and then we get the exact same picture of Nightfall on two separate pages so she can say I love you Twilight and it's just like oh my god with added hearts
0: <laughs> just, just so it's not clear she has a mega super duper tr- crush on Twilight
1: she's and here to ruin the OTP and that's why she's not my favorite character <laughs> but she is delightful
3: all of her internal thoughts are Along the line, I love you so much, Twilight. This your person is not worthy of your love. I wish I could be your fake wife. And then Anya is just sitting there going, I have no idea how to process this.
0: I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to process
3: And then Twilight's getting his internal thoughts of like, oh man. Man, she's really mad. I wonder if she's trying to upsurp the mission. I, I really should keep her on my good side, but also it's gonna be really so. Twilight's just trying to handle the situation and is thinking like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes, all the how she's being weird is like she being like a really good agent. And meanwhile, we get um her thoughts and her thoughts are just I love you so much. We are gonna honeymoon in the south of France, and it's just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> my my
1: favorite bit. You know, Anya does some random clumsy thing. Nightfall was like, what a cutsy child. If she had been trained by me, she would have been able to grab that cup before it fell over. In fact, when I suppl- when I supplant Yor as the wife in this dynamic, uh, then I'm going to make her into a super agent in mere months. A stellar, a stellar star procurement machine. <laughs> and Anya's just like, oh, no, this lady's too hardcore. I can't let this happen. She's in a drill so- instructor uniform whipping her. Oh, boy. And so Anya runs over to Yor, leaps in her lap and is like, Mama, I love you so much. I hope you never go away. You're the best. It's
2: it's so cute. <laughs> I love it because I mean, like the best part is Anya means that, too. Like she's saying uh-huh. it for a reason, but she means it, too. Oh, it's so cute.
1: So So more of this shenaniganery goes on for a while. Yeah,
2: uh, Um, Nightfall is trying really hard to make Yor doubt herself, which, you know, sadly, despite how awesome Yor is, she's susceptible to this sort of thing. But it just ends up being a really adorable family moment, including uh, Twilight slash Lloyd reassuring her. (laughs) Because at this point, Yor is starting to realize... My fake husband, who is specifically my fake husband, is spending time with attractive women at work. Oh, no.
1: Who's, who was starting to talk about how much she doesn't like me. Oh, no. <laughs> Twilight has the moment where he compliments you on her hard work and how she is a good wife, in fact. And he has, you know, the, the smile, that damn smile. Honeypot. Honeypot smile. <laughs> and Nightfall says, I recognize that plastered on smile. I've seen you use it in a thousand missions, but I can see a flicker of true emotion behind it. I need to go. <laughs> she storms out into the she storms out into the rain to cover the fact that she's crying to be
2: to to, uh, to be maximum dramatic.
1: And Twilight's like, hey, you don't you left without your umbrella. Also, Nightfall, now that we're away from my wife, I'm just going to say this. What the fuck was that? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I also I forgot to mention headquarters partnered me with you on this mission
3: <laughs> on the on the upcoming uh, other mission mm-hmm. meanwhile uh, Twilight proving he is a terrible spy goes oh that's really it you could have just told me that and she's going like I'm sure I'm glad the rain could cover my tears and I'm like Twilight seriously buddy
1: <laughs> you talk
3: about how you're good at the honey trap <laughs> what well, is this actually I think that's established was the very first time we see twilight he is not good with genuine emotion he does not i think he's willingly ignorant of it from like people he's forced to interact with because what he's been doing is every relationship he's been in the second it gets like serious he ends it because uh he says it's because his job gets in the way but i think there's also like a very real detachment from him
2: oh yeah, he doesn't Mm -hmm. want it to be real because then it would be harder to do the same thing to other people. Um, there is also the factor that I think it's worth noting. Nightfall was trained by Twilight, and for all of the personality quirks she's been displaying now that she's been properly introduced to us, she is a really good spy. So, like, they they ramp up the drama with the whole, like, in the rain stuff, and it's like, that's, that's dialed up to 30 for comedy. But one of the things that they establish really well is that She always has this completely unmoved, deadpan look on her face, no matter what her actual emotions are. And she's legitimately very hard to read for even someone who's good at
3: that. Uh, It turns out the mission the two of them are going to be forced on is there is a underground doubles tennis tournament where their disguise is a married couple who are known as the phonies. Oh, yes. The fact their name is the Phonies is oh, it's pretty great. It's, it's spelled with an F. The fact that name manages to be more ridiculous than the concept of a gambling black market underground tennis tournament where there are no <laughs> rules.
2: The only rule yes. appears to be killing is discouraged, but they don't really enforce
0: it. Very much not elegant.
2: Just to illustrate how ridiculous this tennis tournament is, their first round is against these two guys who like trained in the mountains for three years after they quit their professional tennis because they sought stronger opponents and they've got like scars on their face.
3: And that's it gets
2: crazier and weirder from there.
3: If all you ever wanted were uh panels of uh Twilight's butt in tennis shorts, man, yeah. is this the arc for you? This is the service uh,
0: we all want of this fan
3: service. <laughs> there, there is a lot of Twilight fan service in this arc. But um, yeah, as uh Jacob alluded to, uh, the first matches against some retired tennis pros where um Twilight reveals that he trained for this by Uh, playing some family tennis with Anya and Yor. He did a little bit of training. (laughs) And that little bit of training uh, is enough to completely school these professionals who retired so they could make more money and fight stronger opponents in the Mm -hmm. underground circuit. I love the Chekhov's gun
1: here because we know that Yor is supernaturally powerful. It kind of makes sense that even a little bit of training with her is some hyperbolic time chamber <laughs> <laughs> levels of exponential sudden power growth. Here's
3: the was- thing. I don't know if he actually played with Yor, because when we get later on, I don't think Yor was ever able to actually play. Do anything.
2: It's, it's hard to say. They don't go into detail a- with that, but like...
1: Yeah, it is hard to say, but we do see uh,
2: the the crowd is
1: is uh, complaining that it's obviously fixed after uh, one of my favorite little speech bubbles from the crowd was uh, when Twilight and Nightfall walk on to the field. Uh, someone jeers, "I'll give you a hundred dogs to break up with him." <laughs> Good scumminess from these scumballs, <laughs> but. Uh,
2: people are people are betting their life savings against these two randos and then they
1: completely demolish it's
2: obviously rigged
1: we have a we have a uh, another brief game where they go up against some characters that look like
3: they're straight out of uzumaki <laughs> well not initially they look very scrawny and then they take american drugs <laughs> <laughs> they
1: take some sort of super steroid I was thinking I was thinking sweet home, but <laughs> well they swell up to they swell up to look like gauze and mez. And the only reason I bring up Uzumaki is because they have weird spiraling patterns on their skin. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? Did you inject them with pure spiral energy? <laughs> yes. I'd buy that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd buy that. But um they they heckle uh twilight a little bit which uh means that nightfall enters uh pure yandere mode and annihilates (laughs) them intentionally hitting them with every ball (laughs) and twilight's even like you know you didn't have to hit them with every serve
2: (laughs) like he's not even particularly concerned about this it's just like a little bit too far I slept. They show like little things of like people have the like double bladed lightsaber, but it's tennis rackets as an option that was given. You know, people have um and, you know, when we get to this one, we have rocket-powered tennis rackets
1: and oh my god, mm-hmm. it's insane. Nightfall and Twilight crush the competition. They get to the finals with uh Camden's kids.
3: His teenage and, children. Which yeah. um that doesn't clue you in on what might be going to be happening during this match. That his teenage children made it to the finals in the same thing where drugged up steroid beasts are participate.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, it starts off with our two spies in a room that is slowly being filled with a nerve gas that is non-lethal, but it's meant to make them lose control of their bodies. They notice quickly enough that they are able to hold their breath for 10 minutes and hide in a locker.
3: (laughs) They get up on top of the lockers so that they're like breathing the like tiny amount of air up there. They're waiting for 10 minutes because they can't break out or it's going to be obvious they're not normal people. It's a very unnoticeable nerve gas is like the point Mm -hmm. that they only notice because they're super spies.
1: Nightfall's been going so hard; she's blistering up her hand, and uh, Twilight like grabs it to show her, like, "You need to calm down. I can't have you stumbling at the last hurdle because you uh, went too hard on this mission." And she and she yanks her hand back, and she's like, "Oh, why did I yank my hand away when he was touching me? I can still feel the weight, the warmth of his fingers on my twitching hand." Sam, by touched me. Sam, <laughs> touched me. Wait, why is my fingers twitching? Oh, that's not right. <laughs> i do also i do also
2: like one of the uh, other things that um is sort of illustrative of how um i don't know what the word is for uh nightfall but twilight's read of uh nightfall's faces does she really have that much contempt for my methods <laughs> when the <laughs> only thing in her the only thing in her head
1: is uh wedding bells so uh they manage to abate the nerve gas, if not avoid it, and they go out into the field. And it's at this point where uh Kim and Carol <laughs> reveal that they are further enhanced with a jet-powered tennis <laughs> racket and an extendo whip tennis racket, looking like <laughs> Ivy out of freaking soul caliber here. <laughs>
3: I just point out, I don't know how an extendo whip tennis racket is supposed to be useful. How is that supposed but... <laughs> to have any weight behind it to actually hit the ball? Yeah, it would just get knocked out and then like...
1: Shut up, we're dropping the floor out underneath you because the field is 36 separately created tiles <laughs> that can be raised and lowered. I guess we'll just have to jump to hit our shots so that we don't get unbalanced. Uh, we're going to raise and lower the net about one ball length. Well, we'll have to adjust for that as well we have people controlling the vents to create wind and we'll just uh turn it into the wind (laughs) how are they getting through all our gimmicks call (laughs) Call in the snipers snipers. (laughs) call in the snipers. twilight notices the shot being taken for uh nightfall and uh leaps into uh, he mr president's her
3: yeah He, he tackles her to the ground And my favorite bit is the audience screaming out, Hey, now's not the time for that. You're in the middle of a match, lovebirds. And like, oh, get a room. (laughs) But Twilight's like, good thing. It's a low
1: velocity rubber bullet. And I decided to wear my bulletproof vest under my shirt. Oh, you're so
2: smart. Twilight thinks uh, Nightfall. With
1: all the jumping around, how is your shirt not
3: ridden up enough to reveal that? (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. In this tennis tournament, it's not illegal to wear a bulletproof vest.
1: Uh, and then to top things off, the ball boys have, I, I think, wrist lasers? <laughs> or something.
3: I don't know what they were shoot supposed to have. <laughs> yeah. I think they have wristles that shoot rubber bullets. Yeah. That's yeah. It. It's coming out of their palms. Mm-hmm.
2: It's yeah. it, it, is, it is just as normal as the entire rest of this tennis tournament.
1: Yeah. And so now they are flailing around all of these gimmicks. And the way this is explained to the announcer is, uh, Twilight goes, I guess all those drinks last night have finally caught up to me. He's been doing all this
3: while hungover. Is this the drunken fist technique from the East?
1: (laughs) 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 So they win. There's another glorious, uh, full panel of Twilight leaping to hit the final, uh, the final spike as uh, Kim, the brother, is like- The son, yeah. Yeah. I've done all these gimmicks. I've tried so hard. I don't want to lose to him, but I can't. He's too overwhelming. Defeated. Uh, Twilight walks up to him and says, you played a great game. If you trained in in the actual technique, you will become a master tennis player. Thank you, sir. I will. (laughs) And his sister's (laughs) like, man,
3: this is bunk. I'm done with tennis. I'm bored with tennis. I quit. (laughs) That's a mood. (laughs) <laughs> uh, also, uh, we forgot to mention why they're playing tennis, but in all fairness, it barely matters. Um, there is a painting owned by the guy running this underground tennis tournament that is uh got a secret message written on the path, which is said to be something that would disrupt the peace.
1: Uh-huh. Um, it's a
3: ticking
2: time bomb. It's a code that leads to a hidden secret that
3: uh, could reignite the war. The Zachariah Dossier. Yep. And essentially what happens is the prize for this is um, the winning team gets one artifact from the uh, person's collection. They obviously choose the uh, painting. Yeah, because he's a prominent classical art collector. Mm -hmm. And there is a minor hiccup in that uh, there was a phone call where he's revealed, oh, I'm terribly sorry, you can't pick that painting. And then they're like, oh, that's a shame. And then off-screen, yes, obviously, I was called by the um, government to not release this because the East Berlin government wants this to reignite the war or something. And it, it doesn't matter because they steal it and replace it with a forgery, entry so. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's Twilight. <laughs> The guy who comes to
2: authenticate it is actually Twilight in another... He's in two Mission Impossible masks. At the same time. Under the Mission Impossible mask that has him as the uh, as the art dealer authenticating the painting so he can swap it out with an actual forgery is his uh, tennis persona Mission Impossible mask. <laughs> I think they forgot there were two of them because uh, he... At the at the end of one chapter, he takes off one Mission Impossible mask and at the beginning of the next one, he takes off the
3: second. But um, they they get the prize. It turns out the guy was just hiding his secret love of musical theater and especially postcards of the young actresses, which is kind of weird because I don't think I think that's a very like J-pop thing. (laughs) But I guess that's how uh, (laughs) East and West Berlin work. Very specifically, his wife found it weird
1: and she didn't understand. And she said he had to get rid of it, but he didn't want to because these are rare collectibles. So he just hid them away in a warehouse somewhere. And the
2: thing I the thing I really like about this is it actually ends up being kind of wholesome if you actually uh, think about it, because they would have known if he was like cheating on his wife or something like that, that would have come up. He wasn't like looking for a mistress or anything. I sort of get the impression, and especially because of the images that they show of him, I get the impression that like he wanted to go into theater and his personal favorite things to watch in the theater, they explicitly say were um, musical comedies. He was genuinely just trying to uh, benefit the stars of his favorite
1: shows, which is honestly kind of adorable. For the sake of his marriage, he hid this... Kind of embarrassing but ultimately incredibly harmless secret he just got really elaborate about it because he lives in a cold war analog <laughs> so
2: it's like during the war while he was one of the people who helped negotiate the end of the war and during the war in getting to know the people he was negotiating with to make negotiations run more smoothly he the way he phrased it is if my wife found out about it it would it would reignite the war in our marriage. And I don't want to do that because Mm -hmm. I love her so much. And that ended up through a game of telephone turned, turned into the
1: myth. Handler thinks it's very funny. Twilight is annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) He's displeased by this. And I think it's cute. But uh, we have a great moment where um, Nightfall is giving Twilight a ride home and he's like, drop me off here. Uh, Why? I could just take you straight to your place. And he's like, yeah, and let my neighbors see me get out of a car with a attractive young woman. No, I'm Lloyd Forger, a happily married
3: man. I'm not going to cause that fire. Nosy housewives call the secret police on people Mm -hmm. for assumedly having affairs. And I'm like, that seems like a waste of the secret police's time, but maybe not. <laughs> I mean, given that one of the heads
2: of
1: it is Yuri, uh, that tracks. I mean, I mean, hey, if you're so unloyal, you can't even stay with your wife. Can you stay loyal to your country?
0: Done, done, done.
1: <laughs> your country Try is again. like a second wife, a yes. second, more beautiful, larger wife. Lloyd gets dropped off near the park where your happens to be playing tennis with Anya. And it's like, oh, hey, family, this is convenient. (laughs) What are you doing here? And and, uh, Bond is ball dog. Yeah, yeah. Anya's gotten really into tennis. I hit so many home runs. (laughs) (laughs) I love Anya. (laughs) Nightfall decides. So despite all of this, despite this incredible performance I put on, he's still dedicated to this sham marriage and this the way the mission is now. I, I need to confront her directly. And so she goes to challenge you to a death match of
3: tennis. <laughs> and yours like, weird flex, but okay. And well, you, you, yours more like, ah, this woman I'm secretly threatened by. I accept your challenge. And then finally, <laughs> like, I have no idea what's going on. You really don't <laughs> need to do this. I'm not sure what's her problem. No, I need to do this. I need to do this. I have no idea what's going on. Meanwhile, (laughs) Anya's just like, I suddenly understand everything Becky means about hot drama. I love action battles.
2: (laughs) Becky continuing to be a bad influence
1: even when she's not (laughs) present.
3: But yours, like, I need to go all out.
1: She, you know, enters death mode. She does a big swing and it looks like she completely freaking whiffs. The ball just drops to the ground. Nightfall is like you're so pathetic you can't even serve a ball and then the ball splits into a bunch of chunks and in the shape of the tennis rackets uh laces and yours like all oh, right, if i swing too hard then the laces on the tennis racket just cut through and destroy it i'm sorry mr ball i guess i do need to hold back <laughs> no seriously what <laughs> what <laughs> and, and as nightfall is trying to calculate this uh Bond goes and hands Yor another ball and she holds back. She uses 10% of her power this time (laughs) and hits a ball that breaks the sound barrier. And Nightfall is like, this will go wildly out of bounds. I don't care. If I don't return this, I'm going to die. (laughs) It's not dropped off its trajectory at all between her and me. It's going so fast. I need to hit it. She tries to return the serve. She pours all of her love for Twilight into it. She is activating her Shonen powers
3: and her wise branded tennis racket shatters. Oh I love this two paid spread because you get to see all of her tennis gear is wise branded <laughs> on the secret mission she was on.
0: <laughs> I love it. Or don't buy wise. It doesn't sound like it holds up.
2: Mm -hmm. Apparently not. Your versus Ultra Instinct, Shaggy, you
3: made me use 10% of my power. (laughs) You you gotta buy whatever tennis racket your is using that has piano wire for. (laughs) 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 To slice through the ball like that, yeah. So,
1: Nightfall declares defeat, runs away, and sobbing is driving down the road like, I will become stronger and defeat you!
0: She is absolutely heartbroken.
1: (laughs) She is a mess and it is hilarious.
2: She holds herself together just long enough for for, uh, Twilight to not see her like completely breaking down. And he's like, Okay,
1: that just happened. (laughs) <laughs> and, and at the end of all of this twilight
3: goes i feel more tired than ever
0: <laughs> me too twilight me too
3: <laughs> unfortunately uh, twilight does not get to take any breaks because um he immediately gets uh frankie right is his uh friend yeah, yeah. His contact i guess
0: the contact he's constantly charged with with babysitting even though he hates babysitting he's super good at it <laughs> he's
3: really, he's really good frankie would consider twilight a friend but i don't think twilight considers is frankie a friend mm-hmm. <laughs> you
1: think you can just pay me off with the money who do you think i am okay guys who wants to go to the park
3: yeah. <laughs> you, you can I'm, i can be very easily bribed
0: well i interpreted like he he was like this is not about the money i really do hate babysitting please
3: don't not call me but he takes the money and does it anyway <laughs> i'm a sucker for money so of course I'm going to do it. I just want you to know I'm unhappy about it. But anyway, <laughs> Let's go hang out with Anya because he, he's also very good at babysitting Anya is what it c- comes out. Like, is, is he being yeah. a great role model? No, but a lot of people in Anya's life aren't great role models. So you can't really That's pick and choose point. there.
2: I mean, in all honesty, it, there's an argument to be made that Yor is the best role model in Anya's life. And in, in a lot of ways, good.
3: Not if, uh, in every uh, if way. Anya <laughs> couldn't, if Anya couldn't read Yor's mind, Yor would be the best role model. Some could argue uh-huh. reading her mind makes her a terrible role model. but Yeah, I, I think that that's a fair assessment. <laughs> but uh, the reason why Frankie has been paid to babysit is um, Twilight has finally gotten the hint, but the women in, yeah. in his life are um, unhappy about something. And maybe he <laughs> should try and get to the bottom of this. So he is uh, taking his wife on a cocktail date, which mm. um yes. Maybe, maybe could have sprung for dinner, Twilight. It seems like this <laughs> is more of a... <laughs> but no, I guess going to the bar with your wife, that's fine. That's um, fine. He wants it to be casual, I guess. Fair. He he goes to the bar he likes with Yor. Uh They are both dressed up for the occasion. Yor apologizes because work had her late that night. I think it's her clerical job. They do not clarify. Uh, <laughs> Hard to tell. And they are, they are meeting at the bar. And my favorite, favorite line in all this, which is a hard competition for this chapter alone, but is uh, they sit down at the bar. Um, T- Twilight orders for both of them. He orders your like a Ruby's kiss or something, like something sufficiently red queen. girly. And, yeah, a red queen. Yep, which is it, very on bread. And then proceeds to go, I'll have a bottle of, Of my usual scotch, and I'm like, okay, buddy, how how badly do you think this conversation is gonna go that you just order a bottle of your scotch? (laughs) Whatever. Uh,
0: Does she order her own drink? I believe.
3: Uh, I thought Twilight ordered for both of them, but maybe I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, which would make sense, like why you would ask for, can I have a bottle for the table, or can I have a bottle of wine if you're ordering for two people?
3: It's a bottle of scotch is the problem. Scotch for himself.
0: Yes, you're going to need this. I'm going to need this. We're going to get through this as painlessly as possible.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> I, I love this scene so much because it's, yeah. it's Twilight. Twilight just thinks he's having a casual conversation with the woman who agreed to be his wife. Uh, Yor has a very different idea of what's happening because your is freaking still, out.
0: Freaking out.
3: You're yes. struggling.
2: Even even more so, he thinks he's having a conversation with the friend who agreed to be his fake wife. Because again, from Twilight's perspective, as much as his subconscious might be pushing him in the direction we all want him to go, he's still strictly business, which actually kind of probably explains the scotch to some extent.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow, well, that's a lot of scotch, but... Um- yeah. Yor effectively got the equivalent of the we need to talk text, whereas Twilight's just going like, yeah, we need to talk about this. And then Yor got, we need to talk about this.
4: Oh no. Mm-hmm.
3: And so Yor
1: is bracing herself for, Wow. Uh, uh. Are, are yours trying to be like, look, it's OK if you want to just break. if you want to just divorce me and go with Fiona. She's obviously better for you, but she can't bring herself to say it. So she needs liquid courage. <laughs> she downs her whole cocktail. It's still not enough. Grabs the bottle of scotch, downs half of that. And This is why he asked for the bottle. He, kno- he knows
0: his wife. She needs that half that bottle.
1: Well, well, no. Twilight's
0: but...
2: saying,
3: "Your stop. That will kill you." <laughs> not knowing assassins are immune to all forms of poison. That's just something everybody knows. And then the uh, lightweight that the uh, Briar family is immediately starts slurring her words. <laughs> Fiona's so pretty. It's just think I was pretty, didn't
1: you? Is that a lie? <laughs> She's slurring so hard. He's not Lloyd. He's Royd. <laughs>
2: And then uh, here's Twilight. Did I misread the situation? Does she actually
1: have genuine feelings for me? And like if if she does, then tick 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 tick.
3: Twilight mode activated. Boot up time point one seconds. Twilight has to take a second to like fully get into. I have I've done this a million times. I am. As uh, Jay loves pointing out, a honeypot. Uh, I, I just need to say what women love to hear. He takes her hand. He leans in close. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever met. And I, I think I really want want to know, would you be my real wife? And York cannot handle this. Her
1: her ba-dump-ba-dump meter Maxes out, cracks the roof And smashes all the way into the next panel Of her kicking Lloyd in the chin Because her
3: embarrassment is too strong Did I misread the situation? What's going on? Lloyd gets kicked up into the air Manages to do a perfect flip And lands on his feet stylishly We get some people in the bar clapping at How impressive that was And then he goes like oh oh i misread the cons that was i got rejected she she does not have genuine feelings i misread and like oh wait no i'm falling unconscious and i'm like mad respect from my boy there he landed on his feet and then fell (laughs) unconscious (laughs) no it's great because he's like
1: such power only someone who is uh genuinely rejecting you can uh exhibit that much strength it's like No, that's just how strong your is. The baseline (laughs) is not in this universe, Twilight. But he's like, but then what was all of that before about Jealous. I uh, don't. And, and he falls over. <laughs>
3: and then wakes up in uh, lying on a park bench in Yor's lap, which is also adorable. To the sound of the lullaby his mother used to sing. So he kind of wakes up going like, wait, what? And it's your singing to him. And he's like, oh,
1: wait, you're where are we? What happened? How long was I out? Oh, uh, you're out for like five minutes. The barkeep kicked us out for making a scene.
3: Because <laughs> she that is still <laughs> smashed. Yor says good morning, and I thought, like, oh man, <laughs> were they out all night? But no, it's it's been five minutes.
2: <laughs> Yor is that drunk. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't take but. much stock in many of the things she says. They have they have a really uh good moment. Lloyd assuring her that you know he would never think of replacing her and all that mm-hmm.
1: all that cute Brute's, schmaltzy stuff. Brute strength is all I have. Yeah, the strength of will you needed to raise your brother when you two were orphans. That's the sort of strength that I need to make a good life for Anya. No, I was talking about my super strength that I used to kill people. What? Yeah, Twilight, <laughs> Twilight, did you not notice I kicked
3: a car? Oh, you weren't there for that.
1: Did you, you, you not there. notice... Really, I think it, I, really, I think it speaks more to the level of immense physical fitness that Twilight must have to not have had his neck broken 20 different ways from that kick.
0: That's why, again, they were made for each other. They are made for each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they
2: just need to be honest with each other. I know.
3: And my favorite part is uh, they then end up going home. And at this point, uh, Lloyd. His chin has swollen up because he got kicked real hard. To like a, yeah, ju- uh, he looked like a bald chinian from Men in Black. <laughs> from Men in Black,
1: yes. yeah. Oh yes. And we, and we do have a very sweet moment of Frankie's. Like, man, it, they sure are taking a long time to get back. I bet they're shacking up. How do you know that, Becky? That <laughs> how, is how, Becky. How, how how do you know that turn of phrase? Anyway, Anya, what do you think of your mom and dad? Oh, I love them. Just full stop didn't even think about it first thing out of her mouth and it's the sweetest thing and then lloyd shows up with his balcinian disguise and, and <laughs> the, the moment is ruined as it always is
2: it ends on mama uh, and papa were you smooching oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it My ends babe. on a little panel uh the next morning you're lloyd what happened to your face Did you not remember any of the things that happened last night? And then there's a little text box saying they then had the exact same conversation
1: again. So (laughs) good thing that Yor was sober for it this time and will remember. Uh, And that, dear listeners, brings us to the end of our reading. Oh, man. Oh, this was this is a ton of fun. I'm so glad we came back to this property. I'm so glad we had a reason to come back to this property. I cannot
2: wait to see all of this in motion.
1: <laughs> Same. I need I need to see every little bit of your being a friggin' Dawncast just annihilating <laughs> things
3: in full animation. Actually, you know, oh, here's man. a fun
2: one. I want to see what they do about the lip-reading shenanigans. With, yeah, uh...
3: we skimmed over it, but I want to see the uh, short story with Bond animated where uh, he got jealous of Anya. On-
2: Yes, penguin. The <laughs> little in-betweener chapters weren't quite as good as last time. I do like the one with Bond. Uh, since our, our first question is uh, favorite characters, I feel like mentioning this about Bond. He, he's very much a side character, and I think that makes sense because as much as I love dogs, the human drama is more complex, so there's more to do with it. Having him be a fun side character is, I I feel better... And the best of the, like, shorter chapters was definitely the one where Anya's penguin from another one of the side chapters. Bond murders it. <laughs>
3: she, she wakes up, to it, like, ripped apart by Tooth and Fang. And Bond's, oh. like, having his guilty dog look in the corner. And then Yor is just like, oh, don't worry, honey, I'll fix it for you. And Yor cannot housewife, so she actually makes it worse. Uh, and uh, <laughs> He's Twilight even more dead now. Ha- Twilight has to combat medic back together and um it's it's real cute because twilight goes like scars are warriors pride and then bond comes in with a bag of peanuts he stole from the kitchen to give to anya and <laughs> twilight just goes oh well the dog stole food from the kitchen well i guess i'm just <laughs> gonna reward this behavior <laughs> yeah uh well for, no he for... knows he knows
2: that bond is super intelligent and it's like look that's an <laughs> apology for for yeah. killing uh, agent penguin
1: But yeah, uh, my favorite character, I mentioned it earlier in the episode, it's Yor. Yor was just an absolute delight this entire reading. We got a lot of really good uh, moments with her. We got lots of good growth as well. While it didn't exactly advance the OTP as much as I would have liked, I really enjoyed the final chapter where she started to reveal her true feelings and acknowledge them. And uh, she kicked a bleeding car (laughs) at... Highway speeds into a telephone pole. She's so cool. <laughs> so, Jake, you were explaining why Bond wasn't your favorite. Or? Yeah, ba- yeah, basically,
2: because it's like obviously I could give the joke answer of Big Floofy Dog is my favorite character, but he's very much a side character. Like he's he's kind of on the same tier as uh, Frankie is. I'd love to see stories that are specifically about Bond and we're probably going to get them, but they're definitely not going to be like the focus of an arc or anything. As for who is my favorite character, that's a pretty tough one because I feel like Yor got the least character development, but she kicked a car into a wall at highway speed. And it's pretty hard to top that. Both uh, Twilight and Anya did have some really good, you know, solid character development. I think I'm going to go with last time it was Anya, and this is such a razor margin. But I think this time I'm actually going to go with Twilight as my favorite character. Um... Like, I mean, Nightfall was also great, and so was Daybreak. Like, like, the characters are, as always, great. I I, want to shout them all out. But the thing I really liked about Twilight is, um, like, there were really subtle things. When he saw that Anya passed all of her exams, uh, midterm exams, fair and square, he could have cheated for her and given her stellar stars. But he didn't because he's being a good father and letting her, you know, have that, that victory that is genuinely hers the subconscious desire for twilight to have this actually be his real family and to have this not be a lie but have it be genuine is um is coming through in really subtle ways it really does a good job of you know as i've mentioned you gotta endear the audience to twilight or else he will quickly become a hated character for being the the you know the wrench in the relationship and I, I really enjoyed seeing
1: the genuine Twilight coming out in the mm-hmm. uh, subtle ways that it did. Nightfall would be higher in my estimation if she wasn't here to ruin the OTP.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotcha.
1: Honestly, if she ends up becoming paired spares with Yuri, that would be incredibly funny.
2: <laughs> I I kind of did have that idea that that might happen. I don't know if that will, and I'm not 100% sure I'd want it to happen
1: but i'm open to the possibility <laughs> i just think it would be incredibly hilarious that neither of them got the one they wanted so they just settled for the one who was obsessed with the other
3: yeah. <laughs> you you do know they're on opposite sides of the war right yeah i mean technically so are uh twilight and yor mm-hmm. oh, they aren't.
0: we don't know yor is not on the yes she You're, is
1: she it, works for she works for the eastern government she she expressly is about cleaning up the country
3: by going out and committing extrajudicial murder so yeah we,
0: she and yuri are on the...
3: no yeah i i think her day job is not the same thing as her night job is the thing
0: that's where i'm confused she's,
3: so... she's worried about getting found out for being a assassin is the thing mm-hmm well, well yeah, it's but... it's extra ju- it's extrajudicial,
2: but it's for the same government that Yuri is working for. She's just doing the same it. Same one that, off that
3: her day books. job is for. Yeah, she's just doing it off the books. I don't think so. I think like it, th- she's working for like the shopkeeper or whatever. It seems to be more so like these are bad people because there never That's seems the... to be any like moral. Like she's she's oh, killing God. criminals. That's the well that's the justification she's using but she
2: she has mentioned multiple times about being a patriot of the country she's in like she's doing it because she's a patriot. Jay just talk about your favorite character. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, Jay, what's your favorite character?
0: Um so no surprise my favorite character is our adorable little peanut. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that he is, is an excellent Bond? pick.
0: Bond is not a peanut. Bond is destroyer of peanuts.
3: He could have been. <laughs>
0: Um, just because I I love the continuation of Anya's knowledge, but not understanding. Um, The fact that she just seems to stumble through these very precarious situations, and I just love her genuine reactions, and at times I find myself aligning with her reaction of like, literally, how do I even process this information?
1: Anya has the unique situation of being an audience perspective character and also having the power of audience omniscience.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's surprising a like tiny, probably younger than eight year old psychic girl is a character one can so strongly personally identify with.
0: It's like I have the truth here, but even the truth, this is stranger than fiction, as they <laughs> say. <laughs> A uh, close second would have to be um, Yor for previously stated reasons. Um, it's good to see her be reflective in the areas in which she wants to improve. She does want to, you know, do well by by Lloyd and learn how to cook and support her family. She She's very girl. big on family. And that's something that obviously has been important to her her entire life when she was raising Yuri. It's something that she obviously looks to continue, even if she is in a, you know, paper marriage. But I still want to put my best foot forward. I'm a diligent and hard worker.
2: And also at this point, she very obviously wants it to be real. Oh, yes. I do too. You are. I'm on your side.
1: Yeah, we we out here. She's got (laughs) shooters out here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Matt, your favorite
3: character. Oh man, you know me. I think last time I said Yuri was my favorite, favorite character, uh, um, because I love me some like amazing, like I'm super jealous of you uh, rom-com energy. So my favorite <laughs> character this time was Nightfall, cause yeah. she's <laughs> the best. <laughs> oh, she well, it- she makes she makes. Twilight feels so dumb, she makes Anya feel threatened, she makes your feel threatened, and I'm just like, ooh, good. Because that is where the comedy comes from.
1: Yeah, it's like I said, if she wasn't here to break
3: up the OTP, she'd probably be my favorite too. (laughs) She's my favorite because she's here to break up the OTP.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, you like homewreckers, I see who you are.
3: Yes, because I think they're funnier than not. If everyone gets along super well, that's not a great comedy. Yeah, the comedy um, doesn't happen then. So uh,
1: that uh, all this talk does kind of supersede our next point, or uh, lead into our next point of the thoughts on the new romantic rival. <laughs> big, big quotes around those, Jake. I mean, <laughs> both words.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, I made my, my comments very clear in the notes that we are totally not working off of. <laughs>
2: Um, I actually do have um, one thing I wanted to uh, note about her. So one thing that's worth remembering is that her wackiness is dialed up You know, from nine to 12 billion because comedy. But one thing I kind of liked about the way that she was presented, like, we see a lot of her internal monologue. And one of the things that she does, like, right before the tennis tournament starts, is that she mentions in her internal monologue that, like, being around Yor has made Twilight go soft. He doesn't have that, like, cold devil make hair exterior that he should have as the master spy I know he is. You know, the man who trained me has been softened by this assignment. And her almost immediate reaction, and, like, not that she can, again, because she's wacky and dialed up for the sake of comedy, not that she can really parse out this, like, you know, mental connection, but, like, he's happier and she appreciates that. And at first, she's Mm -hmm. kind of annoyed that he's not, you know, as strong and as stoic as he used to be, but then she realizes... No, actually, I kind of like him better this way. He's happier. And as much as as much as she's the homewrecker coming in to uh break up the OTP, and as much as she is unhealthily obsessed with uh <laughs> with her romantic interest, which is not great, um, I do actually feel some pretty genuine sympathy for her. And I want her to, you know, find a healthy relationship to uh <laughs> be a part of. <laughs> which again is why I don't necessarily know I want this to be a thing, but I'm open to the possibility.
1: <laughs> I I did like the insinuation, the idea that um the fact that Twilight has become more domestic appealed to her in the idea that oh, he can be more than a super cool spy. He's got depth. He, he can actually be a good husband. Well, that takes this from a uh, schoolgirl crush on cool teacher to actual possibility. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Again, as much as I am joking about oh, she's here to wreck the OTP. She's d- d- terrible, must be destroyed. Um, I-, I do appreciate
3: that complexity of character. And she is also
1: incredibly
2: funny, which she's is really very important. funny.
3: <laughs> she is responsible for my favorite, like, three pages of Anya. It's four pages, isn't it? Of Anya reacting to her going like, I love Twilight so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is so good. And I'm just like, lady, what? What? <laughs> I have no idea how to respond to this. So yeah, uh favorite arcs in our reading, everybody. Um I think it's easy for me to say the tennis arc is my favorite. Is it just oh, gonna same. be tennis arc around? Tennis arc. Uh
2: Jay, what about you? Are you gonna make the tennis arc
3: unanimous? Uh they hate sports anime, so probably not.
2: Yeah, that's true. You know, we've been we've been laughing about the tennis arc more recent more recently. I will say I do really love the um the first arc with uh, obtaining bond. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah that,
1: the 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 bond arc is also really really that, good.
0: That see that was what I was going to say was my favorite arc because puppy.
1: Because dogs. Well, it it had a lot of good it had a lot of good Anya comedy in it, but it was also like a legitimately intense spy thriller for a hot minute?
0: Well, not just but- that. You got you got Yor being a mama bear. You got Anya saving the world. You got a comedy in there with her random ketchup drawings. You got <laughs> Lloyd having to poop so bad and all that <laughs> stuff. You got dogs. You got the morality or immorality of using dogs to carry out human business. And you got dogs what? rising above mm-hmm. and being better than people.
1: It, it's... It's the entire SpyX family package. <laughs> Counterpoint, there was no Nightfall. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I, I I'm saying The Tennis Arc is my favorite from a pure comedy perspective. Like it had its intense spy moments, but it was just it was it was jokes all the way down, yeah. We're continuing to dominate despite the increasingly insane gimmicks that they were facing. It, it felt like a top tier player just not caring that the difficulty was getting cranked higher and higher with every round
3: like no, someone that, going some, from like that's some top tier like sports shown satire right there. It's like, uh, yes, our next opponent is even stronger. No, I'm just better. Uh,
1: like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like we've gone from Dead Cells, Zero Boss Cells all the way to Dead Cells, Boss Cell 5, and they didn't even notice and that is incredibly funny.
2: I think I am actually going to revise and and agree with Jay that uh, obtaining Bond arc is, uh, is my favorite for a couple of reasons. I think that there is more consistently funny jokes in the tennis arc, and that's the reason why combined with the primacy, I freaking love it. But the thing I actually really like now that I'm thinking about it, like now that I've dedicated a little thought to it, it's not just that... Um, Like I really liked a lot of the jokes in obtaining Bond because like any of the stuff with with your was so unbelievably funny. Like her kicking that car <laughs> slayed me. It will never not. And like the the thinking that the bomb drawing was an eggplant. But there's also there's also the fact that I actually really enjoyed the real uh thriller spy elements of it. I mean, they were done farcically a little bit, but not totally farcically. You know, there was real legitimate tension to it. Like they they made you scared for for Twilight, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with how graphic that one panel was. And then on top of that, you actually have um Some, you know, like Anya, legit, no joke, no wacky shenanigan hijinks. Anya saved the world, and she's rightly really proud of it. Like, she has a real moment, and, you know, that's that's sort of like the uh, saving the drowning boy moment of, you know, this is, you know, this is that step forward of, you know, Anya is growing into a, a a truly extraordinary person. And then also, you know, as much as, you know, we mentioned that, like, you're, you know, it gets undercut with jokes, but uh, Yor and Lloyd both have really, really cool moments where they look incredibly badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah i I, I, will, I think i'm gonna go with that as
1: my favorite i will never tire of basically every shot of your that could be mapped onto that moment in one punch man where saitama is training with uh genos and it's the massive image of saitama with death written over it <laughs> yeah. just your pulls that off on the regular and it will always hit for me <laughs> <laughs> she's a shade of death she is she is thanatos she's a monster and it's great i love it but yeah uh i don't think this is a question that needs asking but would you continue continue reading absolutely i can't yes. wait to continue reading and watch the anime
2: so much yes yes
1: yes yes yep i've uh, I'm excited. Thank you everyone for listening to the over Manga cast. I hope you're having all having a great 2022 so far as always. You can find us on every social media where we are at over Manga cast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, I don't know. Drop what us comments on YouTube. If you want to, uh, comment on a particular episode, like
3: comment and subscribe. Also review on your podcast app of choice. We love those. Um, mm-hmm. I think more and more are letting you do individual episodes now too. So that's fun.
1: Mm, and nice. go give us a five star on Spotify. That's the only one I know. So that's the only one I know to do <laughs> <laughs> iTunes as well. iTunes as well. And uh, tune in next week where we are uh, doing some more revisiting. We're going from uh, one good family to uh, a bunch of good boys. We're going back to Demon Slayer. Wow. We're so
3: a it's a good family who is to the. Red light district because we are reading uh, <laughs> chapters 70 through 99, the entertainment district arc. So, oh boy, <laughs> our boy's gonna learn some things,
1: <laughs> or not, or not. Probably, I'm gonna learn some, <laughs> Good night, Good night. Like to learn some
2: things. Good night, everybody. Good night, Learn some things. Good night, everybody. Good night.